All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as every week, this is number six or 76, excuse me, episode 76 of the From the Sidelines podcast. We're coming to you with a brand new episode. And well, we're we're all excited. We've been buzzing, talking about our guests we got on the show tonight, which we will bring to you in just a few short minutes. But we got to get all the regular stuff out of the way first. Let's bring in our other hosts, Brandon Brando Baird. What's going on, man? You're below me tonight. Hell yeah, I'm good. Uh, excited. Looking forward to this one. Um, I can finally feel my toes after this, this repping this mech event uh, this past weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. All right, well, let's bring in our other host. We got Stephen Hatch. What's going on, man? Up top left, dude. I'm great. I'm trying my best not to like fanboy. Dude, ten year old me would be freaking <laughs> out right now. Not even messing with you. But you I, know, think, I think I think that's kind of the state all of us are in. You know, trying to keep it together, be professional. You know, that's what we're doing tonight. Um, before we get going into this, and we're going to try to jump right into this, we got to mention our sponsors who help us put on the show every single week. We got Nectar Energy, uh, the awesome boys over there at NECTR.energy. That's the website if you want to get more information. Check out all their great flavors. It's the energy pouch just going to keep you picked up. We appreciate their sponsorship and their support. So NECTR.energy, go check them out. We also got Liquid IV, the great hydration multiplier, great hydration product if you're trying to stay hydrated at the field. And you know, if you're playing paintball any time of the year, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be losing a lot of fluid. So replenish them out at the field using Liquid IV. Uh, promo code over there is Mafia underscore Mafia for 20% off and free shipping. And last but not least, we definitely have WeltsClothing.com. Head over to WeltsClothing.com. Use code FTS. You're going to save a couple dimes. Uh, and yeah, it's going to p- get to you uh, pretty quick. Uh, Brandon's been doing some shipping through them. So hopefully we'll have some stuff soon from them. Uh, yeah, there's been a, a funny story going on in the background. But, uh, but yeah, so shout out to Welts Clothing one more time. Uh, WeltsClothing.com, head over there. All right, guys, that's all three of the sponsors, and those are your two co-hosts. Let's bring in our guest for tonight's episode. We've got the one, the only, Maddie Marshall is in the building. How you doing, Maddie? Welcome in on in. we got to get the applause going. Yep, yes, there we go. I was yeah. not to say that. <laughs> uh, I'm doing absolutely great. Stoked to start the new year, and yeah, man, excited to talk to you guys. So... What would you like to discuss? <laughs> I mean, we, we've got a lot. Uh, there's a lot of buzz going into this new year with paintball. I mean, there's been a lot of off-season podcasts that's already been going down, talking about new media things, new uh, you know ways to kind of broadcast the game and stuff like that. I kind of wanted to start it out. I mean, let's, let's go back to the beginning just a little bit because it's a story that I don't know if I've heard you talk about in many other places. But how was the transition of going from being, you know, the player of the game to transitioning into now being known as the voice of paintball, you know, when you were first trying to get onto the you know the the commentary booths and try to you know try that side of the game as well uh what was that you know transition or story like for you well it's kind of funny because this wasn't something that i even really ever necessarily wanted to do or pursued which may sound kind of strange but it was (laughs) all just weird twists of fate and just little fortuitous events that um kind of just set it up that is something I kind of had to do uh the first so I had you know kind of had was in like push and Sunday drivers as a character as like a as a pro paintball player Mm -hmm. Patrick Spores films so we did push and then um you know we got to know each other a little bit and and then when and he knew I was going to school to be a writer and then uh he hit me up and he was like hey I want you to write the intro to Sunday drivers or this new film I'm working on. And I'm like, what do you want me to write? And he's like, I can't really tell you like what to write. I just want you to write your experience. Um, so I did that. 
it went over pretty well, um, which was just, you know, <laughs> that wasn't my idea. That was Pat's idea and I was happy to oblige. And, uh, and so that was interesting. And then did that. And then, um, was also writing for, started writing for paint magazine and traveling all over the place. And we were sponsored by WDP, which Ryan, that was an awesome history that you did. That was epic. I watched yeah. all of it and <laughs> Thank I was you. a fan Thank of you. I was super good. I thought you did a great job. You know, because that was a lot of my life was kind of living that time period. And so WDP sponsored us on the Ironman for a while. And then I also went overseas in 2001 and played with uh, Joy Division in Europe. Mm -hmm. And so I really got to know those guys pretty well. And, uh, and then I was at the very first Huntington Beach in 2003. And uh, I was helping them set up their booth. And we were just like wow. kind of drinking some beers and hanging out. And, uh, and Bart went away, not Bart Yakimek, but uh, the Bart that, um, that ran uh, Pure Promotions at the time. Mm -hmm. British guy, awesome dude. And he walked off, he was on the phone, he was all pissed off, and then he comes back and he's, and he's all, you know, flustered and kind of like pissed <laughs> off. And, and, he, and, he, and then somebody was like, what's up? And he's like, fucking Will can't, now I can't do a good British accent, so I'm not even gonna try. But, uh, but he was, you know, basically say, he's like, oh, Will can't make it. Like, you know, Will who? Will Arroyo, because Will was gonna come and do the because that was he was kind of his stick at the time you know so he was mm. going to come and do the commentary for huntington beach and he's like yeah will can't make it and then he looks right at me and he starts smiling and he goes maddie you do it you'll be perfect and wow. i was like do what <laughs> i was like i don't even know what you're talking about bro like i'm not even sure what you want me to do for you and he said well will arroyo was going to come so we're going to do so this is the first of these we, we're bringing in a camera crew to film it. We're going to create a TV show around it. We've already got a, you know, a main host, uh, a guy I ended up becoming good friends with. His name was Mike Ricker. He was like a big time radio DJ down in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to host the show. He's like, but we need somebody to do like play by play and color, you know, like a pro that's current. And, you know, the, there was that big split at the time. So the only reason we, were, we didn't play that is because we were contractually liable to play in the NXL at the time because they were trying to go for a TV deal there. So, and Huntington Beach is close to San Diego. So I just drove up to hang out. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and watch so your I friends told, play essentially. I, and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I told him. I have told the story a couple of times before. So, you know, necessarily, but this is the story. And, uh, and that's what I told him. I literally said, Bart, dude, like, I appreciate that. But I just wanted to come up here and watch <laughs> my friends play paintball and drink beer. Yeah. And he said, and no bullshit. And I quote, uh, yeah, you can do that and we'll pay you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, um, and he, and I was still on the fence about it. And then he said, all right, well, uh, he's like, talk to our producer, Michelle, she'll be here later. So I talked to her and, you know, we kind of came to a deal and, and then I, you know, went out with the joy division guys that night, got a little too hammered, showed up <laughs> for work, hung over the next morning. And that was the rest of history. So that was, nice. yeah, no, that was amazing. Uh, you know, so that was the, that's that origin story there. And, um, and then because I did, you know, felt I did a decent job. So they invited me back. So that year I would go to every, uh, I would play the PSP events and, uh, NXL events. And then I would, uh, go to the MPPL events and host those shows, um, wow. on, on doing on air commentary, uh, or not. Cause we did that commentary actually during that, like live while the game was playing which was very, that was a weird event. The first HB was crazy, but, um, <laughs> but then I would go and do the house mic announcing um for the mppl that year in uh in 2023 and then i did that in 2024 as well too and you know and then so then i and then when um when it got on es the first espn show in miami because we were you know in 2005 uh chuck hench hit me up um he's like hey can you you know 
I know you're playing, but do you think you can swing double duty? And do you think, you know, because we're just going to film it and it's all going to be in post-production, so we'll fly you to New York and, you know, go into the, the studio, the production house studios and, and, and uh, do it there in post-production. But we have to do all the opens um, in between the, the semifinals and the finals. So mm. I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm a broke, starving pro paintball player. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I just got, I just, <laughs> I, mean, honestly, I, just got yeah. I just got used to saying yes to a lot of this stuff and, you know, tried to do the best job I could. Um, and then, so I said, yeah. And, uh, but we, at the time we were trying to get it. So we had two pro teams. So we had excess energy and excessive, you know, mm. and, um, or, uh, yeah. So New York energy, whatever at the time. But <laughs> so we, so we, so we go in and we, but so if we win the semi-pro, then we get the pro spot. And then the next year we'd have two pro teams and it would give us leverage. So that mm. was the plan. And then we ended up winning Miami. So I had to, you know, we're about to head into the finals and it's starting to get dark too. So I had to de-gear, put street clothes on, go out and then shoot all the opens for that and then go back, put gear on. And then we went and won that tournament. Um, wow. and then we, and then we had two pro teams and then we took first and third at Huntington beach the next year. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Crazy turnaround time on that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That, is that was pretty insane. well. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, you know, that makes sense. Cause the MPPL was, you know, they were able to secure that ESPN deal and that kind of, you know, it just kind of seems like you were at the right place for that Huntington event. And then it just, the snowball kept rolling downhill and, you know, and then I'm guessing from that experience, PB access probably, wanted to help bring you on or did you have a, a part in the, in PB access? Uh, what, what was the relationship there? Yeah, I helped start that. That was kind of, okay. you know, it was one of the main guys when we started that, that was, um, uh, when Patrick Spore came to me in like 2000, this is part of the reason I retired because even though I was still, and I was only in my late twenties when I stopped playing. Um, but I'd kind of done everything I wanted to do and did everything I wanted to do as a player. And then, you know, technology was changing so much. So I, you know, kind of always would, you know, I'd work with Pat on a lot of projects that had been successful. So at least, you know, creating something that, uh, that people want to consume. So Patrick came mm. to me and he's like, hey, I know you worked on all these TV shows, but I feel like I could do this live. Webcast is the webcast. It's a new technology. This is late yeah. 2000s. Wow. And so I, and he's like, so all this, you know, you've called all these gigs um, in post-production. Do you think you could do it live? Well, again, just get used to saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Rockin' A, I can do it. Let's try, do it. Try you know, it out. I'm yeah. sure I could do it. Let's try it. So, uh, so then went to the um, PSP at the time and convinced them to put the money up to do the webcast, um, which was the, I was probably one of the gnarliest weeks I've ever had, man. Like, we didn't sleep. And it was just very, the tech was very unadvanced compared to what it is now. And that was a very, very rough uh, week, but we did the show and it worked out. And then, uh, but it was still, you know, because it was new and the power structure at the time didn't really necessarily want to fund it. So we, and then that was also during the Great Recession mm -hmm. and things got crazy then, which was kind of a rough time for me because I was at the time at like personal sponsors and was traveling around playing big games and doing all this media stuff. And then, you know, JT goes out of business, Spark Parts goes out of business or had to re, you know, that, that was a rough year. So kind yeah. of things had to get jostled around. So, but it took a while to get everything back on track from the industry standpoint. And as that tech was rapidly changing, and then so, uh, so yeah, so then um, everything kind of got worked out and we started doing live webcasts for the PSP, did that for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, like a year and a half. Um, and the PSP ownership, all that stuff was changing. And then Dave decided that Dave Youngblood, he wanted to do a, uh, you know, like a media company focused on, starting to focus on paintball, but he also wanted to do some other stuff. 
Okay. Then he bought a bunch, but then he bought, you know, other companies as well too. And he was going through stuff. And then, you know, so then we had to figure out a business <laughs> model, which is why we went to pay pay-per-view, which was scary as fuck at the time, but it yeah. worked out. And then Richmond comes in, you know, and then they'll NXL PSP split. Again, this is like, I fucking spend like just hours. Yeah, I was like, this is, I mean, yeah, but, you've yeah. already covered 10 or so years and, and definitely have answered my question for sure. But I, it is such an interesting story because it seems that, you know, like you said, it's just this continual oh yeah well i'll do that okay i'll do that and it's kind of you know culminated to where we are now where you know you've taken on this figure of being the commentator for years and also you know the narrator for a lot of great projects throughout the years um is that come from your love of writing like is that where a lot of that stemmed from or i guess where has that you know you know was there something i guess as like a kid that you were like yeah i knew i want to kind of you know speak you know use spoken word or it, was there none of that no it was no, okay. I was I was the last I was the last kid to put his hand up to speak in public and I mean I wasn't necessarily scared of it. It just didn't I never was the like look at me kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Um always a little you know, I'm extroverted in some ways, but introverted in others. So, you know, I, yeah, but I just I never was that guy. Uh I mean I like mm -hmm. being the life of the party. I like being I like telling stories. Yeah. I really like hanging out with people in groups. Um, but as far as <laughs> yeah. all this media stuff, I mean, the one thing that I did pursue, because um, a lot of the, most of the video stuff, I mean, yeah, there's some things, I've, and obviously I've been involved creatively of like trying to steer things from like a creative direction standpoint. But, uh, um, but, the, but the stuff that I really did dive into, um, because I kind of fell into writing as well too. I was, you know, going to San Diego State. I was a business major. I was managing a movie theater. I was working like three jobs, you know, grad, <laughs> trying to graduate college and mm -hmm. trying to play pro paintball and, you know, just, just trying to make trying it to work, a, you know, essentially. Yeah, yeah, trying to make it work, trying to have a badass social life too. We partied a lot back in the day, you know, so yeah. um, traveling a lot. So it was just kind of a lot going on. But, uh, but, I, but once I kind of fell into writing, um, you know, just took a class on a whim. Um, I'd always been a reader. I'd always loved reading books. But never really, like, I used to hate to write essays, you know, in English class. I never really got, like, stellar grades in English. And reading comprehension, yeah, and, and that type of stuff and discussing the material. But as far as, like, creating it, it just was always, like, chip and granite. Never really, not, it was not something I wanted to do. But then I took this, I took a, you know, because people kind of that knew me well at the time, they're like, dude, you should take some English classes or some writing classes. <laughs> you know, like, you tell a hell of a story. And I was like, yeah. all right. Learn so how to like I, format you know, it, get it down on paper and yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I took a class and, you know, got lucky that I got a really badass teacher. Um, her name's Lydia Yuknovich. She's a pretty well-known fiction writer from the Pacific Northwest. We had some pretty sweet experiences. Um, she like had, let us have our own class with these other uh, poets that were getting their master's degree that were had to took this class for like a credit. Mm. And then she's like, hey, we'll do our own. Let's do our own class. We'll meet every other week. Don't worry about a grade. We're just going to talk about art, literature, <laughs> you know, do whatever, you know, that, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So super teacher. cool. Yeah, she was awesome. But she was the first person that kind of, you know, used to tell me she's like, I really love listening to you read. No one had ever told me that before. Mm, um, I see what you're saying. You know, mm. and, yeah. So it was just, again, it's like affirmations. That's the, that's, this is life, man. Like you live life, you do things <laughs> and you get, you know, negativity or positivity from the world. Sometimes you really want to do something and you can push through a lot of negativity to accomplish that thing that you wanted to do. But yeah. a lot of times, you know, whatever your aptitude happens to be, your, uh, uh, you know, like your, whatever your program to kind of be good at. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you start, the world just starts giving you, I don't want to get too woo woo about this or some you know, <laughs> crazy bullshit, but the world starts to give you some signs like, Hey, you know, maybe you should go in this direction and then you do something and people like it or not want to consume it or not. You get more feedback, you do something else, you do something else, you do something else mm-hmm. and you kind of can see what's possible. Um, you know, but it's just having the ability to say yes to new experiences and to be as brave as you can with that. It's tough, you know, to put things out in the world and have people criticize you like you or not. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, not, I mean, even you know, it's like, look at some of the people in the world that their other human beings are the most passionate about. Like Jesus Christ is one of the most <laughs> beloved figures in the history of the world. But there's also p- people willing to kill followers of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you're not going to. You know, you're not going to appease everybody. You're not, not everyone's going to like what you have to give. But, you know, so I've just tried to kind of seek that. Um, you yeah, know, see seek... kind of those, those little, not, I don't want to say, I was going to say handouts, but that's the wrong word. Opportunities, because you still have to work towards them. You still have to follow them. But it's kind of those little things. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I have a little talent here. Maybe I should work harder on developing that or moving into this role or, you know, whatever it may be for each individual. Yeah. So, you know, so I did chase the writing thing because, um, you know, once I got into that, I was like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. And I do actually kind of enjoy creating things that people consume. So, you know, um, I when Paint Magazine was in town uh, to try to get some advertisement dollars out of die, you know, I was kind of the young <laughs> dude that at the time that, you know, grew up in San Diego, knew people that worked at bars, knew the cool places to go. So, you know, they'd always pawn me off on like, anyone fun that came in or anyone that they thought would want to have fun. They're like, ah, oh, Maddie will take you out, you know, like that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And so I went out and uh, we went out with the Paint Magazine guys and I just fucking hilariously enough had got my tongue pierced. Um, yeah, I was like Frosted Tips, Puka Shells, Tongue <laughs> yeah, Pierce, the whole yeah. deal. It was, the, it was the 90s, <laughs> dog. Like, that was yeah, Puka Shell Gang, they were rocking. Yeah, I see so you got the Puka Shell Gang to be rocking over there. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, so yeah, so I just got my tongue pierced and I was talking to Chris Haas, um, who out of, most recently people would know him from that famous book that got put out. Mm. Um, that's the most recent thing that they were a legendary, like the yeah, best baseball magazine ever. Yeah. Him and Dilts. So anyway, so I'm in a bar, uh, and I'm, you know, I just have my tongue pierced and things fucking swollen this big. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer, dude. I can, I let me, I, you know, and he's like, Maddie, I like, I'm down to, yeah, dude, you play for the Ironman. If you want to write about something like fucking let's do it, you know, you don't have to convince <laughs> yeah. me. And I was like, um, put your best but, foot uh, forward but yeah <laughs> yeah well you gotta hey dude if i got an opportunity to bend your ear you know fuck it i'm not gonna not do it just because i happen to not be able to talk right now i'm still gonna try <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna push through push all through. hardships yeah <laughs> yeah so, so um so yeah so like i did kind of chase that but then print died quick you know i mean we didn't really have that long but wrote a bunch of you know like i really enjoyed that um, it was hard, but it was kind of fun to document the scene, kind of living it and documenting it as we were living. And then, you know, video took over. Um, did I, I got a real, you know, remember Rob, you remember Durder Productions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did Have I ever told you the story about how I met Rob? I don't think, I don't think you have. Have you ever no. heard this story? I, this I, I feel like I would have remembered it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Rob Durder ended up becoming one of the greatest videographers ever to grace our presence. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh and i had a kind of again you know just kind of like a fate is weird it does weird things in weird ways but so one of the classes it's and i would definitely advise anyone that has a chance to do this to take a class like this even if you are you know, not your vibe at all but you should do this because it's good for your soul take an acting class you learn a lot oh, about yourself yeah. you learn a lot about yourself in that i mean <laughs> i you know took public speaking and 
you know, do public speaking for a living now. But, um, you know, I, I learned 10 times more about myself and, and how to deliver a message using words and your presence and your voice in mm -hmm. acting class than I did in public speaking. Public speaking was bullshit. Like, you don't, <laughs> yeah. that's... Well, that, you, and then I, right. get a good one. I mean, I, I grew up a theater kid, so that was all the stuff I did. But the other thing that I really appreciated doing uh, young, and I think people should just try if they get a chance, is like some type of improv, like some type of thing where you can just go and just make dumb jokes. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad, but it really, it helps you get that like re repetition of just trying to, oh, this the is a flow. conversation. I'm trying to, you know, like figure out something I could pop in here. And um, yeah, no, I think that's something that's, you know, helped me with the the podcast in general. I get a lot of questions of like, you know, where do you get the confidence to talk for a while? You just got to do it. And the more you do it, the more it kind of builds up as any other skill does. 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to apologize for being long winded because I grew <laughs> up in a household where like if you didn't, if you couldn't state your case and with animation, then you just got talked over, you know, like it was yeah. just uh, it was a debate heavy kind of, place. Yeah. Yeah. It's the family I grew up in, man. Like you had to be able to argue your you know, specific. Like, this is what I think. And this is why I think it. And if you couldn't give a good, you know, explanation backed up with some facts and some good narrative as to why the <laughs> hell we should care about what your opinion is on something, then so it was just it was like that was like an every day at the dinner table thing. And yeah, um, even with my extended family. Um, but yeah, but it's just uh, it's it's important to it's tough to, to have that confidence, you know. It really is. Well, I mean, I, I could go so many ways with this. I don't want to cannibalize I, like our whole no. time with this. Oh, oh, but let me just real quick. I'll tell the Rob story okay. and we can move on. But the, oh, okay, so, yeah, no, so that, take, that's great. Yeah, so I take it. <laughs> I was so going to loop that into something else, but okay, yeah, yeah continue. So I, take the, so I take this acting class. I think I'm like 19. I was, I was playing for, I think it was 97. I'm playing for, uh, not even 18, 7, 8, whatever, somewhere around there. And then um, I was playing with Marine Team. I'd been on Navarone when I was 16. You know, it was, it was a pro team back in the day. And then... Mm -hmm. Navarone, the old dudes took back over and uh, kind of had to fire in a way again. So um, Marine Team had a good deal, started playing with them. But so I took this acting class and I'm in the class. I met this dude named Rob and Rob was super cool. San Diego guy, you know, born and raised here. I was born and raised here. We kind of, you know, both were dudes that were doing similar stuff. He's a little older than I was, but he was he was nice and fun and cocky, funny. And like all, you know, like all the group of dudes that I was hang, hung out with, too. Anyway, so we became friends so i went to a couple of his parties he was like skate doing skate films um for just for fun and uh and he was a hell of an actor mm. and um and so and he had a really big personality and so and i was pretty decent at it too and so we ended up doing a like a a scene together we were the odd couple so we kind of hung out <laughs> and then we you know we're so we were hanging out a little bit and you know like most college loose friendship sometimes you don't see somebody and then you know this is back before like daily text messages and group chats and shit you know you had to call a <laughs> yeah. motherfucker on the phone yeah um so uh but anyway don't think too much of it don't see him for a year or so and i'm down at this bar and i'm on the dance floor with some friends and everyone all having a good time and all of a sudden i feel a tug at my leg i'm on this like pedestal with like a bunch of people and i look down and it's rob and he's tugging you know, and i look so he's looking at me and he goes maddie marshall ironman paintball and i was like <laughs> Dude, you play paintball? And we're, we're like yelling at each other over the music. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you play fucking paintball? It's thumping like, in the background. Yeah. You play on the Iron Man. And I was like, yeah. And, and yeah, so I immediately, we both hightailed it to the bar <laughs> and just broed out. Uh, we were, oh, and he's like, dude, I play for Navarone now. And we're trying to bring it back. And I was like, holy shit. So then we became friends again. Um, and then he ended up becoming Rob, you know, Jerder. <laughs> so, um, That's yeah. That's funny, so yeah. Kind of.
You can say I knew him first. I brought him into this uh, whole thing. I definitely did not. He bought it, yeah, <laughs> but it was, I did not, I cannot claim any credit for that at all. But, um, but yeah, he just did amazing work and it was, it was just, but it was just kind of, again, faith weird like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, that's, that is kind of crazy. Um, I mean, and now we're completely off of it, but one of the things that you were talking about kind of finishing of the last point there was, um, you know, kind of having confidence and being able to like, you know, push through things and stuff like that. And one of the big things that, you know, when I reached out to you to be on the show, uh, you reached back out to me and, and, you know, said that you wanted to maybe talk about, uh, you know, mental health a little bit, um, as you know, something that I guess, I've kind of had to bring, you know, to the light in this, this off season, but something that I'm glad that I feel like more of the sports starting to have a conversation about now, um, because I feel like it is very important for a lot of people who, you know, maybe deal with some anxiety, some depressions, you know, things along those lines to have a game where you can, you know, play with your brothers and focus up and, you know, put all this energy and emotion into something that's more positive. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I just kind of, you know, what was, you know, I guess mental health and paintball, I guess that's a good place to stem from. But, you know, what is your take on that? I think it's, I think paintball is an amazing thing for mental health. Um, it's, it's because it, the, there's so many things required of you in the world. And, and those are all like, you know, again, we sit here and look at each other and we're so used to having conversations with other humans and listening to people's voices. And we kind of forget that we're still just fucking animals, man. You know, like we're just an ape <laughs> yeah, that essentially, evolved, you know, true. like, yeah. And, the, and when, you know, scientists crack into how the biochemistry and, you know, we're just learning a lot more about how the brain works and, mm -hmm. you know, but, 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 uh, and, and at the same time that we do live in the safest, you know, moment that we've ever existed in, you know, it's like, I got a kid, uh, he's three. A hundred years ago, the chance of him living to be 12 would have been 40, 50%, depending on where in mm -hmm. the world. That was just a hundred years true. ago. Yeah, and economic so, levels and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but even, I mean, it's in, I um, can't remember, it might have been in Sapiens from Yurol Harari, but he's talking about how infant mortality just, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, this story is because we, you, you know, to talk about mental health, we have to talk about where the fuck we actually are right now in the modern world. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. kind of important to cement us into like why why do so many people feel unfulfilled? Why is there such a uh, you know a, a, why is everyone you know either haunted by the past or scared of the future in some way, shape, or form? Because we're just fucking monkeys, dude, and we just evolved <laughs> to get here, and we were living in this Byzantine labyrinth of choices and confusion and stuff we have to do, and we don't really have lions to fight anymore. And if we do, there's it's another human being, and there's fucking crit drone warfare nuclear bomb you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's, the world you know it's like the modern world is a total existential mind fuck you know and so you know it's like yeah and i'm not trying to black pill anybody i mean this is just reality you know like this very is just, true very true it is what it is you know again like what are we talking about like, is, we, let's talk yeah. about what it fucking actually is and that's what it actually is um so what but what so it is special about the game and we can, I would love to hear which way you guys want to take this, but um, is that it cements you into the moment. And, you know, you can go meditate and you can go do another sport or, you know, I mean, I've played lots of sports, man. You know, I've meditated. I've hiked to the tops of mountains. Like, I've done tons of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and... Tried it all. But still, I mean, I have tried it all, but I tried a lot of it. <laughs> and, and put paintball still, after all this time, is a very unique thing. Because when... You know, and I've talked to so many people about this over the years, so many people, 
about the whole like paintball saved my life type situation. One, it, it gives you a focus because it's expensive. Something is required of you. Mm. Um, even if you get the luckiest break in the world and happen to be really talented at an incredibly young age and somebody wants you, you know, like everything's paid for, well, a lot is still required of you, you know? Like, you still have to go out and fight against the other lions in, your, in that gladiator arena at whatever level it is that you're playing at. And like when I got into the game, there was pro and amateur and that was it. So it was kind of <laughs> like, there wasn't 15 different divisions that you could play in, you know? So when I got into it, to me, I, we're playing war, bro. Like, that's why, we're, that's why I started to play paintball. I didn't start to play paintball because I wanted to play the sport of paintball. There wasn't a sport of paintball. Like, there was, but I, I mean, I didn't know that when I started was, playing. Yeah. And, I, and, and it was still more there. primitive back then. I mean, when you look at early day MPPL footage, it's, it's dudes in the woods. I mean, we're, we're playing war out there. We're in camouflage. We're trying to, you know. We didn't have face masks, bro. No, no, you we guys were, didn't. We you were, were crazy. Glasses. We're in just goggles. And that was even kind of like, that, that didn't come in at first, you know, when you look at those early, wild. early days. But yeah, no, uh, paintball has definitely helped a lot of people because I feel like it also, you know, similar to any other combat sport or any other type of like uh, karate or martial art, it gives you that way to kind of focus aggression that you may deal with in normal daily life. But if you, you know, use that in other ways, there may be extreme repercussions for that. Whereas if you come here, it's a safe outlet for that and it can allow you to, you know, express that angry emotion or whatever the hell it is out, yeah, on someone else, but on someone else with a plastic ball that's going to break at 300 feet dying, per second you know yeah and they're, they're going to be fine they're going to go the next day and yeah and it's yeah and when but you get that satisfaction of feeling like you're you know that that like you said bringing it back to you know just simple primitive species Primal. of fighting something else you know another tribe another you know species that's coming in to attack yours so yeah no i i feel like it definitely does a lot for that side as well but then i you know what you said the sport side of it starts to hone that mental clarity of you know focusing on the the game plan you know there's five people out here we all need to kind of be connected and working together to make this work you know moving forward yeah and it's um again so many ways to go with this i mean just also it, so there's the the fact that the gameplay itself just whips you into consensus reality in a microsecond and you have to exist there and you need mm -hmm. to be now, but you also, at the same time that you're existing in this exact moment, this gunfight, but your brain is also like, well, you probably need to check in over here because, you know, but be careful because you got to still look this, you know, there's all these little mm -hmm. things going on, all these little complications and, uh, and there's a, and there's pain at the end, good or bad. You know, if you do something yeah. really well, like yeah, some yeah. of the best moves I ever made in my life <laughs> were the most painful moves, you know, yeah. like you run through the center and you shoot five dudes. And then you just get chainsawed in half back, especially back in the day when it was like 25 balls a second and they were like cheating boards, you know, shooting like three. It was going crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting so chains, just, just chainsawed in half. But that was a, that was a great move. Painful. Uh, don't. And then if you mess up painful, but also painfully with your ego too. So there's all these things going on there, forcing you into have to have this battle here and now and to do with this person probably in not always the kindest way, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and that's also part of our real existence. Um, so there's all these little things that are in that situation. And then if you add on top of that, the, if you do decide you want to play tournament paintball, well, you're probably going to be traveling somewhere, you know, even if yeah. it's expensive, but your guy goes somewhere else, right? So now I'm going to a different place. I may have never been with a bunch of people, may have never worked with or worked with a lot. Like, yeah, welcome to the fucking history of humanity, dude. Yeah, like, just having new experiences now. Here? Yeah. 
Like, how do you, I'm in San Diego. How the fuck do you think we humans got to San Diego? You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, yeah, we traveled many different times. We figured out it was beautiful and we stopped at San Diego, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just, uh, it's a cool thing. And so the, and the travel bit, it's like, you know, because I had a lot of anxiety when I was younger, man. I had for a couple, like, there was a decent part when, like, third grade, fourth grade, where I had just crippling anxiety. Not a story I like to tell because it doesn't make me sound tough, you know, and, but honestly, but it's the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 I, and I remember the moment it happened. You know, I was at recess, I think it was in, like, third grade, had, like, what I now would be called, like, a garden variety panic attack, um, didn't know what the hell it was at the time, you know, just, and then just had to deal with that and figure my way out of that abyss. You know, and it was rough and it really sucked because this was, you know, you go see the doctor. They didn't know what that shit was at this time. I mean, there was some inklings mm-hmm. of it, but for me, they're like, do some tests on him. He's fine. You know, and then whatever it was, but it was really, really, really hard. And then as I got older and kind of grew out of that a little bit, the, uh, you know, and then, you know, when I was 16, you know, I start, you know, I played sports my whole life, but then started playing, you know, uh, baseball in high school and, you know, kind of just growing out of it. But it would every now and then creep up. You know, where mm-hmm. it's something you got it, but you know how to manage it now. You know, it's and I feel like a lot, that's a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out. I mean, when you look at the amount of people that, and whether and the depression is a whole different thing, but for me, it was more anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so with paintball, like doing paintball and then traveling around, it's like, again, anytime that you, you do something that makes you realize you're not made of glass really helps you out. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it gives you the soul armor that you need to hand, because the rest of the volume on regular life, gets dialed down it's like the first time you get you know hit in the face or first time you get shot with a paintball or first time you go somewhere by yourself and or get yourself out of a jam whatever you know it's it's like and then so paintball just has so many of those types of you know small intricate difficulties that you that you can accomplish or fail but there's this almost like hate using the word but it is a little bit of a it's it's it wouldn't call it a safe space but it's like um you know like a, a fertile ground for a soul to grow you know, because yeah. I think that that's kind of what it is. And so I just, there's just, and again, there's so many different ways we go with this, but that, that's <laughs> yeah. my experience. No, I, 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 wow. I, I think, I think it's great to hear that. Cause I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a big thing with a lot of it too, is it's, it's hard for dudes to talk about this shit. Um, like you just mentioned there, you know, you, you feel comfortable to say it now, but you know, that's not a story that you like to tell, you know, that's, that was something, a disclaimer that you gave going into that. Who but, wants to tell that story? But <laughs> yeah. but that's the point I'm saying, and, and it's I think it's good that more dudes like you are like, oh, okay, like it's 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 so, it's more common than I think people think, and I think that's what happens is when For no sure. one wants to talk about it, you can start to kind of get isolated in your head and just be like, am I the only one who feels like this? Like what the fuck is this just me? But then you hear, more, okay, this is kind of a common part of life, and it's figuring out how to you know how do I deal with it, how do I move forward, and you know kind of i don't want to say cope but for lack of a better term kind of cope with it and you know figure out what you got to do to keep moving forward so um no it's it, it's a it's a huge conversation uh you could go on to it for for a long time but i i you know i appreciate your, your story there and i you know i hope you know more dudes realize like hey you know reach out to your dude you know even hash talks about this all the time but just little phone calls if he's driving home he'll call dudes on his team and just say hey what's up man how you doing just check in for 20 minutes, you know, simple things like that, uh, that I really think are helpful, but also in a team aspect, that's, that's where you start to come up with that chemistry of like figuring out, you know, different, you know, calls for stuff and it just little kind of off the field bonding moments help as well on the field. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, again, you know, it's, everyone handles things differently. And again, another part of, 
not want to talk about this sometimes is like you don't really want to be a burden it's like my problems oh, are I, other I people's problems you know yeah. so yeah, it's my then, shit i want to handle it yeah yeah you know and it's like and that i mean i don't know how everyone else was raised but there is that especially as a male these you know these days or just in general and i don't i mean i'm sure some women grew up this way too i'm not gonna be like dialed in that specific but for guys yeah. it's like you know i grew up with a neighborhood full of dudes and a stoic father and it's like and i love them but you know it was like rub some dirt on it and suck it the fuck up you know like that's yeah. kind of the you know just come outside and play playing. airsoft and we're just gonna yeah, shoot each other no and just run yeah no one gives a shit about your problems type situation <laughs> you know it's like which so and that and that's true to a certain extent but you gotta have some people and you gotta have outlets but that's the thing with paintball is that you know, I'm just being honest about this stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, look, like, yeah, man, not everyone's going to want to complain about stuff. But you got to have some way to vent and, and doing something physical because the modern world has taken the physicality out of a lot of things. You, yeah, know, you don't have to sure. hunt your own food. You don't have to grow your own food. I mean, shit, most, some people don't even leave their house anymore if you don't want to. You know, if you got a remote job, you zoom in everywhere COVID, and yeah, yeah, zoom in everywhere, <laughs> order your food delivered. Like, if you really I don't want to, like, you don't really have to leave your house. So, you got to, I mean, and I mean, I love there's, there's virtual paintball games now. Cause that's awesome too. But you know, the fact that you still got to go somewhere and get shot at by a dude in anger and play <laughs> this game of paintball is pretty rad. You know I mean? That's, that's doing something physical with your body, being in some sort of tense moment. It's just very natural for a human. You know I mean? That's what we've been doing for time immemorial and other animals do it every day. I mean, you know, it's like if anyone that lives on any edge of wilderness and you're going to see coyotes fighting cats and some random dogs rolling around and snakes and you know it's like this it's you know i don't know if anyone follows that instagram page nature is metal but oh yeah it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a reddit as it well but yeah. yeah 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 so um anyway yeah again i don't want to just rant talk everyone's ear off but... no but i i kind of feel what you're saying just that like you know getting back to primitive aspects and, and there is some of that in paintball the teamwork the just pure aggression at times but also being smart and trying to win some and beat someone else you know in a tactical game that's a very primitive thing i feel like um, okay one thing one thing i yeah, want to ask real quick so what was you, what were you calling that we were call, it was like a, a garden growing uh what, what was you, what when you were having a, your anxiety attack what was it called uh, yeah. oh it was a uh, no it was it was a garden variety panic attack garden you know okay. just like a standard yeah <laughs> Okay, you know, well, I've never, I've heard, never before, heard me called that yeah. before, so okay. Well, no, it's, I mean, that's just, I don't, that's not like a technical term or anything. I would just kind of, it was just like a, you know, garden variety something. Like, it's just gotcha. a garden it's variety. It's a metaphor. Tomato. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, just yeah. like a regular ass tomato, just like nothing special. I mean, but no, well, for how that happened to me, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting, like it was, recess was over. I had like a near fall or something off the swings. I can't remember the whole situation, but I must have had my adrenaline up. Um, again, third grade, and I, my, uh, birthday's day before Christmas, and I went into school at four, and then graduated at seven. So I was a little, always a little young in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. um, so yeah, third grade. I can't remember how old I was though. Um, anyway, but and I remember sitting there because like, I can still remember, and I was like going to eat this Cheeto. I was like kind of amped up, and I and I looked up at the sky, and I was just like had this intense feeling of like existential dread. You know, <laughs> like something bad was gonna happen. Mm. And and I didn't know what it was, and so and again, just being anxious again, it's just a, it's yeah. this is just a well, and I, I garden la- regular ass regular ass panic attack. Yeah, you know? and I okay. laugh not not making fun of, but just in kind of like, oh yeah, no, it's been there, you know. And there's there's points to those things happen, and you know, it's yeah, it's it's because it, I remember my first one. It was some very similar thing, came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you're just like, what what 
okay what is this feeling what i don't i don't get what's going on um but you know you you're able to grow up and and i don't i don't mean grow up in kind of a literal sense but more than just you're able to start to deal with that hardship i want to say easier uh just you know as you start to go through it more and more like any any other thing in life you you become tougher to it you become more resilient to it um and i think you know there's there's a lot of outlets and stuff you can do to to help out with that and like we've said you know paintball is definitely one um i do want to transition into maybe a couple other things that are going on you know today in paintball uh, i think kind of an interesting one to get your uh thoughts on uh is aftershock coming back um i mean a very very legendary franchise uh it's been officially announced that they are you know coming back into the nxl that's what todd is is aiming to do um you know i just a little bit of kind of thoughts and opinions on that uh it's good to see um there's always going to be churn it's turnover you know there's always going to be people coming in people going out everything ends eventually um so when you see a team like level and man what a cool run they had you know mm -hmm. a couple breaks here or there things could have gone different for them but you come up in that and you know god bless dave pando and his boys um but it's a di it's a difficult thing um be because you're but this is also again just so human it's like let's we're gonna get the boys together and we're gonna go on an adventure and we're gonna see what happens with that adventure how far we can get and, yeah how far can we go how far can we sail how far mm -hmm. can we walk how many cities can we conquer you know um yeah and and that's and that so that was fun to see them get better over time and some stars emerged out of that and also some great role players man i mean this to me honest there's still i wouldn't you know i think most of that starting five six needs to end up on other teams if they don't if they don't end up staying with shock i hope they do when i talked yeah. to todd you know one of the you know i talked to todd Adamson before he did this and he was in the hunt for a pro team talked to him afterwards to get his thoughts on things and and i told him that uh you know which I mean, he'd seen those guys play, so he knew he had, you know, some goodness on his hands. But he has his vision for his team. They're going to have a tryout. You know, we'll see how it develops. Mm. But I told him, like, dude, you have a decent paintball team right now. I know that they, the already, results have yeah. not been good. The team's already pretty solid. I gave him the rundown of the whole roster and, you know, what I thought about everybody. Um, potential guys he could pick up. And obviously it's, you know, getting a little bit late to the dance here, though as far as being able to pick dudes up if you don't want to just drop a ton of money which you know i don't you know todd's a man of means but i don't that's not he's not going down that road right away because i think he wants to build like a, a group a core you know just like how level had a core yeah. and every team has a core that's following a similar dream i think he wants to build that and build it for shock again um yeah. which yeah. i think uh, is pretty noble yeah. you know it's noble considering how legendary that team name is when that team when that when they went away that was a sad day because when I, I came up, it was, you know, it was Ironman West Coast, Shock Midwest, All-Americans. Three best teams, you know, wasn't really close. Yeah, there were other great teams out there, teams that had done well. But when I was coming up, those were the three teams um, because they had the most success. You know, yeah. Again, this is a zero-sum game. I'm not a zero-sum game normally. Guy normally, like, hey, you know, we can all kind of win together. Uh but some things in life are very zero yeah. sum, and it's, and and this yeah. is as zero sum as it gets, dude. There's 20 pro teams, one team wins. That's it. You yeah. win or you lose. There's yeah. no, no consolation prizes. Trophy. Yeah, it's, no. We don't even play a third place game. It's we care about first and second is just there because they're in the match as well. It's yeah. Hundred percent. 
100%. no it's 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 a yeah paintball it's always been cutthroat like that i mean it's funny you brought up you know the classic teams there i've been you know looking back in the past i'm starting to research another kind of video essay topic um but you know you were talking about the ironman a little bit and you know we we have our connection with with brando and his family kind of uh starting that off but it, it was it was crazy when you look back that paintball always has these chunks of time where someone is at the top and if you look back far enough, you can always see those chunks. So at one point it was Ironman, you know, and then they all right, got filled out. And then, uh, you know, we started to see more teams like all Americans come in and, and when you start to see more stuff. But then, you know, you think to last 10 years, OK, Impact had their run where they were mm -hmm. the top team on top and, you know, they were just dominating everything. Well, then there was also times where Dynasty was just completely destroying everything. And it's paintball right. seems to be this very top heavy game where we see these, you know, common names pick up for their time almost similar to sports like f1 where you see a similar thing you look back at the history books there's you know five year spans where that team is the top and and they're on top so uh it's definitely cool to see another legacy name kind of come back and rejoin into the fold with aftershock so yeah no i i was definitely happy to see that um you know i think I, I've been around Todd a little bit. I filmed some stuff for the Femme Fatales under different, uh, you know, d stuff for Die working with Nate over there. And uh, so, yeah, it's been, you know, they're, they're as we always say, they're pa uh, paintball patrons. They're people who want to, you know, grow the game and help kind of make it better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're back involved in the Pro Division. So nice. Yeah, it's cool, you know, and, and again, it's just, because, you know, sometimes people ask me, they're like, oh, Maddie, what happens when Dynasty retires? What happens when this happens when this? And I'm like, then next next team up next man up and it, you know i mean it's um and i would sometimes guide them to the i'm like okay how many teams are here whatever team you know we're at for a cup it'd be like 700 teams i'm like okay so we got 20 pro teams 20 pro players or 200 pro players ish mm -hmm. uh give or take there's 24 actually a cup because we had the europeans here yep. um but but still it, it just whatever call it 250 uh you know it I mean, in, in a little bit of time, we're going to see a big turnover. We're, we're going to see new people come in, and that's just the nature of everything. Yeah. Now, my, cha my, cha my challenge to that next generation would be, like, please be as hardworking and as entertaining as the Dynasty guys have been for the past <laughs> 25 years. Yeah, please. very true. Uh, but, you know, but, it, but it's, yeah, I mean, those, those hungry people are out there. And I, I also think it's cool that we are seeing, and, you know, we have seen an evolution of who plays the game at its highest level and, and how it's played. Uh, but we are starting to see it's like, you know, because in the early 2000s, when just all this money was just being lit on fire mm -hmm. um, and we started and the, and the game was changing and the guns were so fast and it was like, just put whoever, just put find the shortest, fastest guy that's aggressive and crazy and just send him to the snake <laughs> off the break. We'll teach him how to play. You know, and it's like it's becoming it's become blatantly apparent that that just doesn't matter, man. Like paintball being really, really good at paintball is kind of like singing or being six foot ten. You know, like you either are <laughs> six foot ten or you are not. Yeah. You know, like you either can sing or you can't. Now we can take somebody that can sing and teach them to sing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But you can't take someone that's tone deaf and they're going to become, you know, American the Idol. next. Yes, it's just that's not how. Unfortunately, I hate to break stand for anybody, but you know. But but that being said, but there. But the cool thing about paintball is that because it it is it's you know again you got these guys and MMA. This happened in MMA a little bit too, you know when, um, in in mixed martial arts because you had to master so many different styles, it, you started to see guys that were in their late twenties to even forty and some early early forties be the champion or be the top mm -hmm. tier. 
Yeah. Just because it took them that long to master the discipline. And so I think what we're seeing when you look at, yeah, there's only a certain amount of teams that have won. It's because, well, you know, those are the masters. And until somebody shows up and knocks them off their pedestal, (laughs) they're going to do it until they're 45 if they can. It seems like it. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to change the master's division again. We're going to move it up again. (laughs) Grandmaster. Yeah. So, but the the point is, is that if it's become a thing where it's like, it's true skill though, you know, but it's, you can get better. So it's like, we are seeing, you know, like I, I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not contradicting what I just said in the sense that, you know, you do have to have some innate skill and talent at it. And some are more than others, but with paintball, you can't take someone that's pretty decently talented. Like if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're already kind of king shit down in D3, even, I'm not even saying your team's winning. I'm just like, you know what you're doing, dude. Like, you're out here and you're kind of doing what you want. You know, you can, you're getting shot. Whatever you know, game plan you're doing, you're making it work. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. You're kind of like, you know, you're making it work. Like, yeah, it's, you know, D3 is tough, man. Like, that's another cool thing about sure. the sport, too, is everything keeps getting better and better. Every year, when we see the best get out there on the center court and I start calling those games, I've been doing it t- for 20 years. Every year it gets better. The guy, you know, like I, if a D3 team went into play classic Ironman, right? Like if we could form that in on a hyperball field, yeah, bro, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> no, that D3 team would beat the living shit out of the classic Ironman 100% squad of in, the time. In, yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in an X-ball match. You know, like I would put $10,000 on it, you yeah. know, like it's so it's the but that's but that's the evolution of everything. You know, like things mm-hmm. just evolve. They get more refined and better. And it's just because you take what's been, you know, it's like the bars here. And then here comes the next record, and then here comes the next record, and still you, until you start pumping up against, you know, actual physical capabilities, as far as, like, physics and the human brain to comprehend yeah, something like, in order to move its way through the world. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't there with paintball No, yet, no, no, you know? no so not even close. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what's rad about it, though, you know? So it's, it's just, it's a cool thing where, yeah, like, it, you're not going to take someone that has no idea what they're doing playing paintball, and they're going to be a world champion in 10 years, but... You see these guys that are, you know, these are everyone, a lot of people that, yeah, they may make some money playing paintball. They're, uh, you know, because you have professional paintball players and then you have dudes that get paid to play, you know? So those mm. are like two kind of different echelons, sure. different, two different levels. Yeah. You know, so, and, um, well, and I was and, gonna say, someone that kind of points out what you're saying is a guy like Tyler Pantaleo. Uh, I filmed his first three man year in 2017 or 2017, I first filmed him. His first year was 2016. He was playing in the finals at World Cup starting for Impact in 2023. That 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 timeline is very condensed for a lot of people, but that's the thing is Tyler's one of those guys who just had it. You know, you could tell growing up yeah. through the ranks, he just had it. And some people are like that, and some people maybe it takes them 10 years to get there, and maybe they eventually get there. But, you know, it's it's different for everyone. You know, like I think he was just a great person that stands out to that, like. Some guys are just born to be really good players. They have really good decision making and they're very athletic. And it, yeah, it's crazy how, you know, far they can go. Yeah, I played a 10 man with Tyler Penelio uh, maybe three years ago. And it was, you know, he was young. Yeah, I think I can't remember. He was young. But uh, Dave brought him out and I, you know, talked for to Dave. Cat and, Factory, I'm guessing. Or? Yeah, for Cat, yeah. Yeah, Cat Factory. And, uh, and I'm like, who's the, who's Tyler? Who's the kid? And he's like, Oh, it's Tyler, dude. He's, he's going to be good. He's mad. He's going to be really good. And he was a beast out there playing Tim man. And, but he was one of those guys that I looked at and you can, when you've been looking at something for a while, you can kind of just, you can see it. You can see yeah. it. Even if it's not there yet, like, you know, that, yeah, that just kind given of... a little bit of time that, uh, and that, but that's what all the coaches, you know, and, and guys scouting for teams are kind of looking for. I mean, there, you need kind of a, you do need a, a work ethic. You do need to be willing to, and you need to be a good teammate, but everyone's kind of looking for that spark. Um, 
we could talk about what that is. Uh, oh. There's a little certain something that certain okay. people carry in them. All right, we, other, we are back. They, Sorry, internet dropped out there for a second on my side. So, uh, I mean, we were just talking, you were saying uh, that spark and kind of figuring out what that is and then dropped off right after that. Yeah, so it's it's like when we're talking, what is the, let's define what that is. Like, what's the spark? What are people looking for when well, they was, show up to watch somebody play, right? That's kind of... It's, it's, it's like energy. It's uh, it's kind of, it's something, it's passion. I, I don't know the right word to define it. It's such a hard thing to define, but, you know, guys like Tyler, they're a great example. I mean, you could say another Tyler who's that was probably when people saw Harmon playing back in the day when he was a little kid of just this grit, this determination, this like, yeah, I'm shorter than everyone, but I'm going to come here and I'm going to be better than all of them and that kind of drive. Ryan, you've been around Tyler Harmon a bit, right? Oh, just just a little bit. <laughs> a couple times. Okay, have you ever looked Tyler Harmon in the eyes before? It scares me and it's why We're I don't like filming him times. in the pits. <laughs> that That's the spark. You know, have you met Todd Martinez? Yep. Okay. Do you know the aura that exudes around Todd when he starts telling a story? Anyone that's anyone that knows Todd knows what I'm talking about? For sure. That's a spark. Um, you ever seen the bloodlust in Ryan Greenspan's body movements when he goes through and sees a, an, a, a zone that he knows he can make a dope move through? You, you, you ever seen that body language before? Anyone yep. just watched Zionist yep. play? Okay, that's, that's the <laughs> fucking spark. That's the spark. Ryan Greenspan. Yeah. Have you ever seen like Marcelo get set in to like a low body situation? And is and how like <laughs> it's very tiny specific. somehow. <laughs> well, no, he just the way you'll see it. He kind of like he realizes the moment and he realizes like, all right, here we go. You know, that's a spark. So mm -hmm. there's what you're looking for is people's understanding of certain situations, exuding a certain energy. Like not everyone has to be as as uh, charismatic as Tyler Harmon and, and Todd. Yeah. Um, you know, like, but, uh, but the I see the point you're making. Like, that's that thing for them that it's like, that's why you're a special player. Or that's why you're going to be good at whatever you decide to do is because of that kind of innate ability. Is that kind of it? Well, it just, it's like, again, let you, it's paintball, dude. Let your soul out, <laughs> you know, get yeah. out there and just let it out, dude. Like, fuck it. You know, maybe not everyone's going to like go. you. That's okay. <laughs> you know, like, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, but be somebody that people are going to remember. Go out and, and make that move. You know, like the, it's it don't fuck the second guessing, forget, you know, all the self-doubt. The paintball is the place for that. OK, because if you're good, then people are going to deal with your quirkiness and that's OK. <laughs> and then and then honestly, like, that's one of the most endearing things about some of my favorite people. They're quirky. You know, it's like you don't ever remember the people that are just super spit and polished and never say the wrong shit. And then, you know, you go and have a boring ass conversation with somebody about something. and. You know, like, I, it's like, I don't come on these shows to have boring ass conversations, dude. You know, like, life's too short for that, dude. I just, I, that's, that's not how I look at the world. It's not the people I want to have around me. That's not what I'm trying to give to the world. You know, it's, it's time is fucking short. Tell me a story. <laughs> Sing me a song. Do something fucking cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like and, and we can, let's get a heart rate know, going. Yeah. Yeah. We can, now we can chill too. We, you know, we don't have to say shit, but there's a time and a place for everything. But paintball is the place to be to to let it out a little bit, you know mm -hmm. and and to work and to work hard communally to to try to get to the goal to try to be you know and to to try to you know to to try to let the you know there there's something inside you that given the right time and place can help other people and and help yourself because that's what life is about dude you help when you help other people you help yourself when you help yourself you end up helping other people if done the right way
Yeah. Um, because nothing's no, done in a fucking vacuum, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, I mean, even recently, um, uh, spacing on his name real quick, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he's a producer, um, produced like the Beastie Boys and Slayer. I mean, he's done everything. Oh, Rick Rubin? Yes, Rick yeah. Rubin. So Rick Rubin just wrote his book. And he's done a ton, he's been on the podcast circuit recently, but one of the parts of Rick Rubin's book is he was discussing how he's like, I'm not creating art for the consumer. I'm creating, uh, the, the artist comes first. You create the art for you. Bit, yeah. And if it's good, and because if you, be, why? Because that brings out the passion in your soul to do the work required to make something that's fucking hard sometimes to get out there. Well, and, and if you, it, and well, if you care enough for that, no, I, Sorry, go right. no, you're 100% right, because like the WDP video wouldn't exist if I didn't want to see it in the world. That's the only reason I made that video. And I'm glad it resonated with people. I'm glad people liked it. But I, I honestly was just like, this is a topic I know nothing about. Let's go research it and like make a cool thing about it. And that's what ended up coming out of it. So you're making 100% of a great point here. You know, like a lot of things and a lot of great things that come out in creativity are not made for an audience necessarily as they're just made for the person making it. I mean, how many of Dan's pieces, like all of uh, Red Sunday, I'm thinking of the vicious one. I know for a fact, because Dan's told me he made that because he wanted to make it. He told Planet Eclipse, like, hey, let's tell a story about vicious because people are going to give a shit because they're a bunch of dudes who are just, you know, they're, they're not special. They don't have amazing funding. They don't have all this stuff, but they're trying and they're going to, you know, have that kind of uh, blue collar story that appeals to a lot of people, I feel like. The grit. Yeah, for, yeah, grit perseverance gumption uh there's that is something that because that's what people want to see in themselves and they would like to bring it out of themselves if they if you if you naturally have that then bro this conversation is not for you <laughs> shit for us bro we'll watch you do it man fucking just sit there like yeah. way to go hero <laughs> mm -hmm. great job um you know and not every conversation is for everybody some people need to hear different things mm -hmm. uh you know when you coach people that's kind of part of it too but but yeah, but but also and that's kind of one of the things about the game. Like the game is gnarly. The game is heavy. It's it's an intense thing emotionally to do. So I don't want to, you know, we've changed the rules and done different things here or there. But at the end of the day, like it's a really, it's a fun experience to play. And we have to be careful about changing it too much because yeah. it's like there's an, uh, there's, I can't remember his name either. I've read this book and I just listened to him recently and I was unfamiliar with his work before, but he said something that really resonated with me. I read this article about like why movies are shit right now. <laughs> and I mean, it's, you know, we can talk about that if you want, but yeah, and, but so he just wrote a book about this and he's done a lot of cultural mm -hmm. criticism up to this point. He's a pretty well-regarded cultural critic, but he was basically just saying that how, you know, when you try to make something for everyone, you end up making it really that no one's super passionate about it you know mm -hmm. and that's kind of a problem so you in hollywood everyone's so scared to take a flyer or, or take a risk and that but that's how hollywood made itself was just mm -hmm. like constantly reinventing itself new filmmakers would come up and be doing some you know hyper violent stuff or super you know emotional edgy stuff comedy type stuff edgy or, comedy yeah, stuff and, and it yeah. was just and, and but people wanted to see that and so all these different things created these different genres and now they're just like pumping it into the algorithm it's like don't offend everybody don't or anybody don't you know Include don't do this and we can't enough do that of these, Every, you know each demographic gets a person and then you know everyone yeah totally it, it is just kind of a formula it's formulaic creation and it's not 
you know i mean if they were making super bad they didn't make that off a of ai algorithm <laughs> that just you know that was dudes who no were in a room thinking of something really funny and writing it down and then hey let's go make this um and i think some of that is kind of lost from some of the top echelon of you know cinema that we see today uh but to totally different conversation I, I don't know how we stumbled into that but no it's it, tangents it, baby i love it, it, i love a good tangent Amazing. for sure um I know Hatch, Brandon, uh, actually, I'll let Brandon get in one because I know Hatch kind of got one in earlier. Did you have a couple questions for Maddie in particular before? Uh, I mean, we're kind of getting towards the end of his time with us tonight. I do. Yeah. Um, Maddie, uh, I know uh, Navarone was your first uh, pro uh, team that you were on. And you, you're kind of like you're a historian, right? You, 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 li you like the history of, of, of the stories, you know, of uh, paintball and teams and everything. Did you know the history of Navarone when you were picked up by them? I did. Uh, well, not at first. Um, uh, because I, I just started playing paintball. Um, I had gone to the field a few times. And then uh, the guy that, I, you know, just again, fate. Uh, but the guy that owned the field came up to me. His name is Barry Renya. And... He's like, hey, kid, you know, been watching you play. You're pretty good. He's like, we, we're looking to pick up some younger players on it. We have a team out here in Navarone. And I'd already heard at the point who they were. Um, and then so he's like, we have, you know, tournament tryouts on, or practices on Sundays. We got one coming up in like a couple weeks. If you can make it and play well, then we'll, you know, maybe take you to Orlando for free. We'll give you some guns. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the like, basic sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, and I'd been playing paintball for like six months at the time. I'd only played paintball maybe oh, shit. three, four times. Um, yeah, okay. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, so then I went and told my dad about it. And I have told the story on podcasts before, but I was, uh, you know, I, I was in trouble at the time for something. And so I kind of snuck out to try to steal the car on Sunday morning. And my dad was like, you know, caught me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I told him the pitch, which I hadn't told him before. I'm like, oh, I got this tryout for, he probably thought it was bullshit. But it was, you know, it was like seven o'clock in the morning, thirty in the morning. And I was like, hey, try out for this paintball team if i make it then i get to like play you know they'll give me some stuff for free they maybe take me to orlando and anyway so he, he did have kindness on me in the sense that he didn't forbid me to go um <laughs> but you know because i was 16 years old and fucking car but uh but he said he's like well I, you know i was like well i really want to do it's like no i didn't say you couldn't go i just i'm you can't take the car and i was like well you drive me down there he's like, i'm not driving you 45 <laughs> minutes down to otai lakes but crazy and then he's like, but you, you could figure out a way. If you want to do it, figure out a way. So I went and took all the money I had at the time, cash, well, at the Yellow Pages, 94, 93. <laughs> yeah, the, the, so, don't, there's a lot of kids that don't even know what that is. It was a, it was yeah, a big book worth, that had all the yeah, businesses the, in town in there. Yeah. Damn. And so I looked up cabs, and I called a cab company, and they came and picked me up one way down there and paid like, I don't know, at the time it was like 50, 60 bucks take me down that way Jeez. and got down it's an got, expensive uber now yeah got dropped <laughs> off it was like a 45 minute drive um into the sticks of san diego down by the border what's called borderland and then i uh, got dropped off and the old men saw me getting out of the you know the ab and they're like what the fuck and i told them the story and they might they probably they were like that's what we're talking about that's what we need we need that type of dedication anyway so i got on the team but but the um but then afterwards i uh i also got a job um at uh, the paintball store. So Barry gave me a job at the paintball store. Now at that paintball store was every issue of every paintball magazine that had ever been printed 
up until oh, like 1994. Awesome. And that was a slow paintball story. So I read every <laughs> single issue of every paintball magazine that had ever been printed um, up until that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I would just... Just on the clock, like, fiddling through. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot to do, dude. Like, it was a really slow paintball store and... You know, I didn't know how to work on guns yet, and so I just kind of just was helping customers, anyone that come in, and 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 sometimes they'd leave me there by myself, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I would just uh, be bored out of my mind, so I would just read paintball magazine because you know, again, there wasn't any, there was no internet, so you know, you're cleaning some shit. When you can only clean so many things after a while, and then it wasn't a manufacturing facility for me to build anything, so I was just there at a <laughs> retail store, kind of just sitting around, just, yeah. Twiddling well, my thumbs. What better to do and, than read some magazines, learn some history? Yeah. So, so I, so to answer your question, I, I had at that point then learned not just about Navarone, but like everything um, that mm-hmm. was at least available in the magazines. And then I would talk to the older guys because Russell Maynard, God rest his soul, Barry, God rest his soul. Uh, Russell Maynard started um, his old uh, paintball uh, uh, store called Paintball Connection, which was a big deal, you know two or three years before I started working there, but it was on its way out at that when I kind of put on the job. Um, but Russell Maynard, he uh, did the Great Western series. It was like the, essentially the, you know, what the WCPPL is now, Russell Maynard ran that back in the day. Hmm. Um, just in, in that. Kind of like a West Coast base. Yes, a yeah. West Coast base amateur series. Hmm. Uh, so he would come in all the time and then Barry would come in all the time. And then there was a couple of like the older, older guys would come fix their guns occasionally. And I'm the 16 year old kid sitting around <laughs> you know, just talking to these dudes in their 30s and 40s, and they're just telling me all these crazy stories about the history and that sort of stuff. So that's how I kind of got a bug for the the history of paintball. Well, oh, the, and, well, just real quick, the caveat no. to this is I got given all of those magazines, and like a dumb teenager, I left them outside in a rainstorm, and they all got destroyed. Oh, no. And so I've also <laughs> felt a karmic fucking debt that I have had to repay. Um, by allowing all of those to get destroyed, um, has been living in the back of my mind. God, that happened when so I was much like history, the, yeah. 18, 18 or 19 years old. But I, yeah, it was a dumb thing that I did. But in San Diego, it doesn't rain much. I was like, just put them <laughs> yeah, outside. How could you predict like, I'll that? Move them, I'll move them in here. And all of a sudden, fucking rainstorm happens. I'm out of town and I come back and they're completely destroyed. And I was like, well, now I got to give it back some. So Damn, working on I've been it. working to I've been working to pay off that karmic debt, bro. Ever since, ever since. I was gonna I was gonna say it's kind of funny because now you know when when I think about it, when you know I'm I'm the middle twenty year old who's going and talking to all these forty year old dudes about the history of the game, and now I'm kind of feel like I've passing on that torch just a little bit, you know, kind of in the same situation you spent. That's one of my favorite parts of events is you know Sunday after everything's all over, uh, when you you know can talk to people, chat, shoot the shit for thirty minutes because we're all we've all done our jobs and we're all just kind of finally now recovering and resting a little bit. So no, it's always fun to yeah pick your your mind, Rich. You know all the kind of older guys of just you know what were these stories that I only able was able or was only able to watch through you know heroes for a day push you know stuff like that what you know what was it like to be there what, what was you know the the whole picture of what was going on so yeah no i i can relate to that kind of love for history and wanting to just learn more just you know figure out so you know what was going on before you were here well it, it's just it's fascinating to me but it's also real it's like in kind of again grew up in a family that had like a pretty good genealogy um so kind of was reminded hey here's where you come from Here's your family's history. Um, but then also when you start to go back and like look at certain things or you're trying to track something in, you know, a book or something and you go back and it's like, 
man, shit disappears real quick. Um, mm-hmm. And and then once it's gone, it's like, you know, they say that you die two deaths. Um, the first death is when you physically die, and then your second death is when your name is uttered for the last time. And so when you see a lot of cool things and live a, a lot of cool experiences and are a part of something, and you realize how special that is, um, you know, these people you meet, it's like, you know, you, that's the cool, I mean, you guys know that. It's like, you meet all these amazing people, and that's why I like telling other people's stories, because, you know, so many times it's like, hey, have you met this guy? Or, you know, that's part of my passion in telling stories is, hey, this is amazing. Care about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But you can't just, <laughs> but you can't just say that, you know, you can't just be like, hey, you should give a shit about this guy. You know, you have to <laughs> give somebody a reason to give a shit. As a good I anecdote. Say. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's, we would always, like anytime I'm working on projects with people, I'm always talking about, you know, we're one of the kind of starting things is, we have to create things that make people care that make them give a shit because and the operative word in that sentence is the verb to make you know because it's a it's a conscious decision on the part of a creator to tell this side of the story or to tell this because at the end of the day i only have a small amount of your time so i have to make you care and Mm -hmm. i and and i have to try to give you the certain types of information and say it a certain way to try to have the most resonance possible the most potency in that small you know succinct amount of time that i have you for to make you care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I care. But that's the thing is like, just because I care about something doesn't mean someone else is going to care about something. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's yeah. not how the world works, dude. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I may, I, I like Slayer. My wife hates Slayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not, you know. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, I like everything. The, I like the Wu-Tang Clan too. You know, I mean, it's like I was having a conversation with, you know, uh, one of the younger guys about, and I was like pleading Wu-Tang Clan's case. And I'm like, how am I, why? Jesus Christ, dude, I gotta plead the case for the Wu-Tang Clan here? Fuck, man, this shit should speak for itself. Listen to this shit, you know? <laughs> it's, it's good, yeah. No, but it, it is funny. Everything's subjective, you know? Everyone's gonna have their own taste for everything, um, which is which is good overall, generally, you know? It's, it's great to have different opinions and different, you know, views looking at the same thing, telling the same story. Uh, that's, you know, one of the things I always find is cool is, you know, watching the broadcast, watching kind of, you know, how it plays out through that angle, and then watching you know someone else's you know like different take on it when they're telling a narrative um you know if you look back at like some of the the stories that we've had recently like the projects that ghost sports has done i can't think of the name of um what was the year wrap-up one that you guys did well, we had we had five sundays and we did four sundays five sundays yeah, i'm sorry that, that's what i was trying change. to think yeah <laughs> uh, just kidding um you know we gotta we gotta put the shit out and then uh yeah um yeah road road to the finals you know i mean because we're making like big like set pieces when we're doing something like that. you know it's like mm-hmm. a history and also something that's going to give you, yeah, you're going to see super crazy slow-mo stuff and you're going to see some interviews and you're going to see this and we're going to have the, you know, the narration to keep the context. But, you know, it's, it's like an NFL, we look at like an NFL films type thing, you know, it's like the yeah. Packers met the Bears on Sunday and it was <laughs> snowing and it was like, you know, but you could watch that 15 years from now and be like, okay, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, and what I love though, and I'm too, this is like, I told you this at some point, I think Ryan and you guys too, it's just like, I've been able to talk to you about it, but man, dude, props for doing this, this type of project because we need as much of that as possible. You know, with all the stuff that's out there, paintball is a fascinating thing, but people don't just wake up in the morning and go, wow, I really wonder what, uh, what the ML Kings are doing today. Like, that's not how the human brain works. You don't just like awake from your slumber with work and your kids yelling at you and you got to go take the trash out. And then all of a sudden you're just like, dude, what's Ryan Greenspan doing right now? You know, like, that's not how it works. You have to give things constantly to the world, tell them stories, um, 
as much as possible and, and try to get them to be as passionate as you are about something based on, you know, the information that we have to give to them and the most uh, entertaining way to say it without, you know, sounding like assholes. Cause I'm not trying to turn this into WWE, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be like, let's just start be... arguments, Ryan, Ryan, I'm just going to come on and just fucking argue with you the whole time. Be like, all right, Dynasty's no. the best. And then no, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the check afterward. It'll, it'll be all good. We'll, yeah. we'll get it cleared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind yeah. of the, uh, there is some anyway. there's truth to it in paintball and that's that's kind of i think what you're saying a little bit is it's you know there is drama and there is stuff that comes out but it's not being embellished and it's not being you know trumped up for huge multi-million dollar tv contracts because we don't have those yet they would be great but uh they don't exist in this sport not right now so everything that people are doing is from a, a spot of love a, a passion uh you know i want to be here because this is you know the sport i love yeah, no, I mean, I think that, but that's, it, but we are kind of living in a little bit, a new bit of gold, golden age of content because mm -hmm. dude, again, I've been around for a while, man. And so it's just, just walk around and meet all these, for me, a little bit new faces. Cause even if you've been around for five years, it's like, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, I've seen a lot of people come and go over time and I've seen a lot of different incarnations of the attention. It's like, what type of attention is, um, where, and, and also what's the turnout, like what's the vibe when we're at the tournaments, like all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. energy levels, participation levels. So, uh, to see, you know, this many people kind of as creators, um, you know, it's like when I first started doing, I did a podcast for paintball nation, in like 2008 and there, that was just, no one was doing that. So it's like, we did that for a little bit. I was trying to work out a business deal. This is getting a great recession. Didn't really come to terms with PB nation. Did a little bit of them, a little bit of that for them. We did the Real Deal podcast with, uh, you know, starting 2012. But it's like there just wasn't a lot of it out there. Now we got like, and it's amazing. We got all these podcasts. We got all these people telling stories. There's photographers, mm -hmm. you know, they got their own mini businesses going. We got different creators. DQ's back. Patrick Spore's back. <laughs> Dan Napoli's back. Yeah. Fucking, we're trying to take the webcast to another level. We got you know, like drone cameras and fucking cable cams. And no, like, I, love the drone. I you know, definitely agree. It's like there's a cool, there's cool shit going on again. You know, it's like, yeah. Sweet. I mean, so, I came into the sport around like 2012, which just, you know, it, it, there wasn't any of this. There, it wasn't, there wasn't any of this just kind of, you know, uh, excitement, this buzz, because I mean, when you looked back then, there was only, you know, PB Nation YouTube channel and like HK Army. And that was about it. I was the only people who were putting out like, hey, we went to the event, we're doing this, you know, this happened. And, you know, if you go through YouTube now, there's there's probably people whose names I haven't even seen or noticed yet, but they're, you know, putting out great content. And it's like, what what the hell? Okay, sick. You know, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to start checking more of your stuff out now. Yeah, I mean, like that, the gym rat's doing really cool stuff. Oh, and you got yeah. Just, yeah, there's this just rad, dude. Like, it's just, and then... You know, I, I mean, even I, I don't know what's going on with Let's Talk Paintball at this point. I, maybe he's out again. I'm not sure. But like, you know, Let's Talk Paintball. And then you got yeah, whatever. Everybody, dude, like iconic. And then, I mean, you know, even I know you and Wilball for Soup had some issues or whatever. <laughs> but it's that there's just there's just a lot. There's just there's a lot of people that care so much about this thing that I've cared about for so long. Dude, I'm 46, <laughs> bro. I've been, I gave a shit about paintball since I was 15 years old. Like, I love this thing. And to see this much energy here again. You know, and, and it's because everyone's like, oh, the early 2000s were the golden age. And I was like, eh, that wasn't really the golden age. Like, that was the, that was the, like, let's light a lot of money on fire and see what <laughs> we can, like, play some jazz with this age. 
But um, the, and then, the and flames look good in the rear view mirror, though. Like, you know, it's, Dude, it looks hey. great from history standpoint. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, again, I, fuck it, again, I, I know I, I, I do a lot of, of, of storytelling stuff, but one of my favorite uh, sayings ever, because my old man used to tell me when I was working three jobs and trying to play pro paintball and traveling all the time, mm -hmm. partying, whatever, just doing trying all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. Like, you know, yeah, he's like, you know, son, the candle that burns at both ends will not last the night. And then I was like, okay, you know, that's a cool little saying. Okay, let, let me try not to burn the candle at both ends. That's a wise thing to tell your son um, <laughs> at that time period in my life. Whatever, uh, cool. And then as I, you know, started to read books and kind of learn, you know, literature and stuff, I found the other part of that quote, which is a candle that burns at both ends will not last the night. But oh, my foes and my friends, it gives off such a beautiful light. And... Dude, like, you know, it's so, yeah, you know, it's, and, but that's like all paintball teams, some paintball wow. careers, some paintball companies. It's like you said, you know, in the rear view mirrors, you're lighting it all on fire, man. That bonfire looks really pretty. It, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but having been a part of a lot of bonfires, uh, I don't want, I don't, I mean, as much as I like warming myself by that warmth of, and, 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 and be appreciated of that. I would rather build like a fucking paintball nuclear reactor where we can draw energy from it. So that's what mm -hmm. I've been trying to work on here yeah. for a long period of time. Um, because, you know, I, that's just a more, again, it's about sustainability. It's about, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make something real and exist for a long period of time. I mean, people are still driving over Roman roads. So <laughs> That's crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because they built them the right way. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like trying as hard as I can with, you know, I'm not a rich dude. I don't come from money i don't have like i've just been able to make it through this because i you know try to have something to say and try to be valuable to people uh and <laughs> care a lot about it um but i would like to build something that that will you know can 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 thrive instead of just being a cool bonfire we look at when you're old and go that was that was a dope ass flame yeah that was a cool was it, two years in know? time and then yeah what a rad just, explosion yeah. you know it's like, <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it's so, it it's interesting because yeah that's definitely when you when you kind of ask people who were there during that time that's it's always the similar answer of well that was the golden era and it's you know was it really and i think it was from many standpoints but you know from a sustainability standpoint that was never going to work and so it's trying to figure out what is happening now and you know shout out to tom i know tom is always trying yeah. to figure out how what is that really? next version that's going to work that's going to you know be here in 20 30 years instead of just five or ten um so yeah Good we picture. we always got to give you know props to him because it's it's not easy doing what he's trying to do pull the boat and he's been doing it for years i mean like i said yeah i've been researching back in the 90s a little bit when the first mppl was formed tom cole was one of the names listed there so it's you know these these guys that he loves it he obviously is here trying to make it a better thing because he's you know kind of like maddie and devoted his life to it at this point yeah dude yeah love tom cole he's got a really tough <laughs> job man like you're gonna take shots so. everybody you know yeah definitely. And, but that's and that's part of it man you're gonna have to develop a thick skin uh which he does um but i just look i've seen how the sausage sausage is made and I've worked with every, everyone, man, like uh, not necessarily everybody, but a large percentage of the people that have been the power players in paintball for a long period of time, or at least new people that knew those dudes, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I kind of have seen the sausage made. And, and to be honest, like, I really feel that when you do peel that those layers back, there is goodness at its core. These people do care. 
They really do. They're all human and not mm. everything's maybe going to be done the best way historically when you, you know, again, this way longer and do have to go put my three-year-old kid to bed at some <laughs> point in time here soon. But, um, but it, yeah, I mean, you know, Tom is a, he's a paintball guy and he wants to put on a good paintball tournament and that's what the NXL does. I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, like they are part of the, you know, they're, they are, they have to help grow the game, but the end of the day their responsibility is to put on an amazing paintball tournament for the best of the best that's their job that's what Mm. that's what you pay the nxl to do when you pay you know it's like it's a little it's more expensive to go to an nxl it's gonna be harder to go and attend that um because that's the tip of the spear you know that's where the best teams go so you know and that that's their imperative that's the fiduciary responsibility or the you know the actual responsibility they have to their consumer and they put on a pretty good paintball tournament, you know, and they, and if they don't, they, you know, t- took it on the chin and they do, like, I know the setup crew. I know Tom, like, I know Chris Rail, like, I know these people. They're, these are not bad people, man. They don't have bad incentives in mind. They mm. really don't. Um, but stuff you know, gets they, twisted are, on the internet. Well, they're, and, they, yeah. they're, 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 look, they have to run a business, you know, it's like shit has to, you know, you have to be able to create, again, like I said, like, you know, are we having a real conversation or are we fucking around? You know, like, are we having a real serious conversation about something? Because, you know, we can sit around and can bullshit and tell stories and stuff. But when you sit in a meeting with somebody and you're trying to accomplish a goal, you have to be able to have a serious conversation with them. Those are serious people. I mean, they have to go to a city, get things set up, deal with this, do with that actual city, deal with hmm. all the different Local things. Local government, that to maybe, to get that land. And yeah, it's, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, very so difficult, you know. Yeah, and then if you're Chris Rail, you have to process thousands and thousands of people every year. To have them on a system. You have that, all the schedules, yeah. <laughs> make sure the scorekeepers. Again, it's, yeah, is, it, is, is all of this perfect? Nothing's fucking perfect, man. You know, like, what's perfect? Show me, do, what's per, do we have anything that's perfect? I, I don't I, know of anything no. I mean, hell, to point to. I mean, yeah, and everyone's going to say, like, other sports. Well, other sports, people call for that, you know, all the time, like, refing on this or, you know, this rule on this, the, the whole Liberty uh, University thing when they couldn't go to a bowl. And it's like, so no, nothing's perfect. So why are we giving these guys such hard times at and, times? Yeah, and, and look, whatever, that's fine. It comes with the territory, dude. If we, if... We mess something up at Go Sports, we'll hear it, you know, that like that. Hey, dude, welcome to doing things in the world. That's part of <laughs> yeah. it. You know, it, it's it was okay. especially That's today fine. with social media. It's just it's it's, yeah, it's, it's heightened. It, yeah. But it's it's just kind of like, OK, you 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 know, when you walk out in the rain, you're going to get wet. Uh, it's just kind of part of being in the rain, dude. So if you <laughs> walk out into the rain and you're wet and you're sitting like, why? I'm so pissed. My shirt is dripping and my hat and the shoes like, dude, what the f- what the, did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, you know, bring an you umbrella out into the rain. You're in the rain, dude. Like it's gonna, it's it's raining. So when you put things into the world, not everyone's gonna like it. You know, not everyone likes how I do commentary. Not everyone's gonna like Dynasty. Not everyone's gonna like <laughs> your guys' show. Like that's okay. Of course, yeah. do it anyway. You know, do it anyway. If because if more because it's it's like paintball. You know, it, if you need to be able, need to be able to do it, it's a little bit different with paintball because you have to be able to do it well a lot of times in a row, but. <laughs> You know, we just, a higher consistency. At, yeah, a lot higher consistency, but, you know, so not exactly uh, metaphors a little bit, but still, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, though. You know, it's like when we have yeah. somebody on the squad, it's like, dude, they're going to mess up occasionally and they're not always going to maybe they'll have a bad tournament. But, you know, man, man, he was really good last year. So let's give him another run. You know, anyway, there's different ways to look at this. But um, but yeah, I just want to let everyone know as somebody that has been behind the scenes for a long time, 
trying to do the best we can. Like these people really do truly have the best of it. And intentions are not what, you know, it, obviously again, things get put into the world, but they're trying. They really are, mm -hmm. really are trying. And, you know, whatever. You don't like that. You want to criticize, do criticize. This is America, <laughs> man. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Well, um, for sure. But, um, no, but and be I able think to back up what you say in argument because like, yeah. <laughs> that's a Marshall, Marshall household rule over there. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to, you know, kind of start to let you go with that. Uh, Maddie, we appreciate your time tonight. Um, I think there was definitely some, some great stuff in that conversation there. Um, I know we, we all had more questions and stuff lined up. So well, I got, maybe... I got to look, just give me like, I don't know, maybe got like 10 more minutes. If, if 10 more minutes or so. Got, yeah. Okay. You got another question. Well, or... I, Hatch, I know he had a couple lined up. I was going to let him get one in. Here we go. All right. So, with all the people that you've seen come and go in the paintball world, obviously you've been in here for the the better side of probably what twenty years in the in the commentator booth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what is the most common trope you see among uh, long lasting individuals in the in the pro scene? That's hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's got to think on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you never thought that'd come from me, huh? Well, <laughs> now when you say like define trope a little bit more, because like, that's what, what is like a what is like a characteristic that you see among a lot of like the the higher echelon of players that keep them around longer? Longevity or yes. skill? Well, you kind of need skill to have longevity, but yeah, but there's levels to that too, because there's guys that will stay around for a long period of time and not be on like a top team, but they're still mm -hmm. good enough to be a pro, mm -hmm. and they're still good. They're just they haven't like don't bid on a team that to win i well i think that uh it's it's um it's not a, it's not like a one i guess the, the first thing that comes to mind is is uh is like gumption um okay well some people hate that word and which yeah it's not like the nicest word to will have roll off your tongue but go google it and then tell me that that's not like important to a successful life or being successful in anything but the, or like or some sort of like mental tenacity to be able to persevere in stressful situations, and then um, because you know you have like it, it just to be good. If we're if we're talking about just the pros, right? So you already have a, enough of a skill set and to and and enough of a work ethic to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But to stay there, you have to be a little elastic in what your role is. Into you know because very few people will stay in one position forever. Um, even on teams, you know, sometimes you're the guy and you're playing all the time. Sometimes you won't be playing as much. Sometimes you'll go back to playing. I mean, look at like a, like a San Monville on heat, you know I mean? That mm -hmm. guy is like, yeah. you know, and he, before in Philly, he was, you know, played, you know, he was one of their guys on Philly and then, you know, then heat starts and he had a really good first of, uh, they helped him win. I think it was Phoenix anyway, but then decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So then he coached and then came back. So it's, you know, but he's been around the whole time. Uh, you know, or, or a guy like Shane Howell, who's played on a ton of different teams and Shane Howell is like 487, five years old. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude is super old, but, uh, no, I, I love Shane. I've just messed with it, but, um, yeah. I'm old too, bro. But, uh, I, I, but he's, and got, that actually, he's got me by a bit. Speaking but, of uh, Shane, it was announced. I mean, I saw it moments before we started Uprising. the show that Shane was moving to uprising. So, um, yeah, that definitely, what? you know, going from diesel back, uh, back to a Remember Pacific Northwest team. Uprising? Remember my bold prediction? I said Uprising is gonna get that gumption, and they're gonna win an event this year. <laughs> I, I truly think they will. We made yeah, our I predictions hope, last I, show, and that was Hatches. I love Up Uprising, man. I, I remember sitting there with the. We were in France one year um, when they were semi-pro, and they had just won France. And uh, we were, you know, 
it, you really do circle the wagons when you go overseas uh, when you <laughs> yeah. with all the Americans. And so you kind of, oh, you're here? Oh, cool. Like, oh, where are you guys staying? Are you, oh, same hotel? Tight. All right. You want to meet at the bar across the street later? Oh, yeah, let's do that. So, um, or the hotel bar, whatever, you know, you just kind of hang out with those dudes. And so I was hanging out with the Uprising guys and Tommy Tucker was like, hey, Maddie, we're going pro next year. Some of the guys didn't want to do it, not because they were scared, but because they were kind of leery of the repercussion. More expensive, you know, like the lifespan of a pro team can be short if it's not successful, whatever. But mm -hmm. Tommy was like very, you know, when I talk about that spark that some humans have, that intensity, yeah, yeah. Tommy Tucker had a, like a, a spark of intensity was impressive. And, and sure enough, they went pro. So ever since then, like watching them win that tournament and then t hanging out with those guys, I was like, I really like these guys. And, uh, and it's been fun to see their, their career. I mean, I would like them to be, I mean, I don't know what they need to do, you know, whether it's because it gets harder as you get older, but I, so I don't know if they need to have more practices, play more pro teams. Again, I would, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what they need to do, but I just, they're, they're keep underperforming based on that talent level and what we've seen out of them in years past. Um, I love Shane. He's a great team guy and they have a ton of talent on that team. I look at that team, like on their starting five, six guys and I'm like, man, there's like no reason why at some point in time they shouldn't be going deep on a Sunday. So, yeah. And they know that. Um, no, and that's, anyway, I mean, but yeah, of... I'm, just, I'm a fan. I just want them to do, as a fan, I want <laughs> Uprising to do better than they did last year. And I, yeah. I think they have the talent. Well, and I think, you know, bringing Shane in definitely, if you're, yeah, for, for kind of an experience and for a, you know, team morale and that standpoint, I think he can help with that. You know, teams trying to go deep as that was a job that he played a lot on DMG, not only being the starting, you know, snake a lot of time, but also, hey, listen up, guys. I've been in this situation kind of before. Let's play to this or let's do this. And, uh, you know, that was definitely something that he showed a lot of uh, during his time with DMG. So, yeah, it'll be and, interesting but, to see. And he's been again, you know, to your question, he's been around a long time and it's been, you know, people love Shane. He's been on 10 mans. He's Shane's <laughs> awesome, dude uh he's 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 been a stud for a long time in fact i we were going back to that my that's how long shane's been around we were going to play bob long's ironman for first and or bob long's assassins at the time for first and second place in that miami event sure enough it, you know who i was bullshitting with right before we went out to play that game was shane how <laughs> you know yeah. like who was playing a full circle team. yeah yeah no, like he's, awesome. he's, and he probably uh, looked yeah. the same like he looked, looked identical. exactly the same dude. exactly <laughs> the same like i have no hair now I have a gray beard. I did. I had hair and a like a brownish, reddish, blackish beard back in the day. He looks exactly the same. I'm like, this is not fair, bro. Um, oh yeah, the yeah, man but doesn't age. <laughs> but it, so, but when you, I don't know. Again, this is the this is part of the thing about paintball, man. Like you, like be, be somebody people can count on. Be willing to accept what you have to give from your talent and skill and work, uh, you know, perspective with a team. And you're gonna find a way, and uh, and that so it's just kind of like having the mental tenacity to do all those things, because that's kind of the the tough thing about it. Because you can have this or have that, but if you just essentially if you are focused on enjoying what this does bring to your life and willing to un endure the stresses and uh, and receive the benefits and understand that's a push and a pull, and sometimes it's gonna suck, sometimes it's gonna be good, and be able to also then work with the people within the you know in your life too mm -hmm. that also have to bear the brunt of you doing this <laughs> yeah um you know but again that all just comes down to mental tenacity so to be honest the most important thing of all the most important skill is mental tenacity. that is the most possible you could have period okay i like that mental tenacity all right 
I'm gonna write that down in my notebook. Try to try to learn that one. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, I, I like the gumption call out too. I, I love that. But uh, Brandon, let's give you a chance. To, uh, one last question for Maddie before we about to bounce out of here. Yeah. Um. At so at World Cup, uh, brand new technology that that we saw for the webcast was the Telestrator, right? Yeah. Um. Now, did you have control of that? No, uh, Steven, no. Uh, we brought a guy in specifically, and shout out to Steven, uh, to do that specifically. He's done some content um, for us at uh, Go Sports. He's got his own show. He, he's great, man. He, he loves the game. So we basically, because he had done some stuff for us, like he's a guy that understands, and this is the thing, man, like, you know, the heart doesn't do what the lungs do. The tongue doesn't do what the nose does. <laughs> it requires all these things for me to ambulate around and be able to be me in the world. Mm -hmm. uh and so it's the same thing with a big organism like go sports you know so you know so darren sasenya shout out to the Iceman, um because <laughs> that dude never breaks uh but he you know so and because we've worked with a lot of different telestrators but he's like our technical director he comes up with a lot of these creative technical solutions you know and we're like it would be dope if we had this he's like the dude that actually makes that happen um or find somebody badass. that can <laughs> yeah darren's badass or find someone that can make that happen you know so um, so with that, so he, uh, we had, a, you know, a meeting right before the event where we kind of sat around and discussed like where we, how we wanted to integrate it into the show, where we wanted to go with it, how we were going to work through the workflow, because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking, um, and you know, cause in the past I would have access to the Telestrator, but it's mm -hmm. tough because, you know, we're just, not, that's not best practice, ideally, you know, in this, with, with something like paintball, with something like football, where it's a, there is no split deck, and it's a little bit more cut and dry with the plays, and you're only watching two teams, or, you know, yeah, there's more time like between that. each play, and, you yeah. know, you have time so, to set things up, yeah. Well, and you're not also doing it in the middle of a play, a, pay, a football play happens yeah. like this, <laughs> you know, and then a paintball play could be literally 20 minutes long, you know? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, we had, uh, we had a game that went zero, zero. yeah, exactly, yeah. so, you know, so to be able to do that and then also, it, you know, because everyone has the ball at any given time. So when you go mm -hmm. to that context shot. So when we look at the show, you got a, um, a context shot, like a, a wide shot, a mid shot and then a close shot. Right. The closer mm -hmm. we go, the closer we punch in on something, the better it's going to look. The farther out we go, the more context you get. But the problem is, is that when you go all the way out to a drone shot that can actually get the entire field, everyone becomes an ant. So, yeah. you know, and then all these things are happening at, at different times. So anyway, long story short, you add some tech to that. So Darren finds, uh, you know, cause, and also, like we said, technology keeps improving. And so the mm. Telestrators have gotten better and better and better. And the, the software has gotten better and better and better. But to get Steve in there, whose sole job was to, you know, do the Telestration. To mm. he, so he's got me in his feed. He's got the director over here. He can see the cameras. And I can see different cameras, too. We just had that integrated in it, Cup. Because it's tough to see all the angles because there's, you know, photographers and the camera shit and like all this different yeah. stuff in the way. Yeah. And, you know, so anyway, so um, so that's kind of the that was the workflow of something like that. You know, so we would then he's listening to that and we would then discuss things as the tournament progressed through the five days. Like, oh, okay, well, that was really cool. Let's do more of that. Hey, anytime we go wide, we go to that drone shot, get get the get the positions in there every time. That's a go to drone mm -hmm. shot high. We go to position. You know, mm -hmm. so we would come down. I'm like, you know, we got to do this. We got to do that. He's like, what about that? What about this? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Because we don't have a lot of breaks sometimes. You know, it's a long ass day. And then so that just <laughs> kind of evolved. And that's kind of how that workflow went down. So yeah, shout out to Darren. Yeah. 
Um, shout out to Drone Matt for flying the drone, and big shout out to Steven um, as he did a great job, you know, kind of absorbing all that information, trying to get that for everyone. Okay, yeah. so when when I was thinking about that, it, I didn't consider the fact that you know football yes does have the breaks in between each play, and because I, I was imagining like you and Rich like being the the, the John Madden and the Al Michaels of of paintball, <laughs> you know, you. Know, it, I could see Rich going boom, bang, you know, just like John, <laughs> just like John Madden. And then you're you're the more, you know, uh, um, sound, guy. You're the more sound one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, the part and, I play on Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it totally makes sense that it's it's just constant, and yeah, with the split deck, it's it's gonna be hard. So um, yeah, it makes sense that that's uh, not. I don't want to say a third party, but someone else is, has uh, complete control over that. Well, it's the thing is, is that it's you know there's it, it's it, it's multiple you're interacting with this software and this screen right so it's you're looking at it you have to put the you know manually put the stuff out there do all this it's not like just hit a button and it all works mm -hmm. you know all that's being manually put in and the problem is is that as we're ha so I'm, I'm i'm as the game's developing and we're doing commentary so you got the break you know it's three it's like three act structure breakout mid game end game right so mm. as that's going down we're trying to paint that picture and tell that story. I got all my notes. Like I always have, like anytime I do a show, I got my wife calls my tweaker notes um, <laughs> where it's like, I have accessible I've information. Got I got my computer up, you know? So it's like, I got rosters. I got historical data. I got this information, all this stuff. Like we don't have that big staff like, shit. I compile. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, so I have all this sort of stuff. And so we're looking, you know, I'm looking at the screen. That's, you know, what you're looking at at home on the, on the, um, the they call that the program feed. So it's a program feed, a couple different other angles. So we have that snake angle now that I can look at because we have a camera tower in the way. And then I'm, so I'm watching the play develop, kind of just weaving this narrative together, getting the co-hosts involved. So be able to manipulate the telestrator in real time would be almost fucking impossible. Yeah, like that's you're, too much. so much brain energy um, already. Well, and then I mean, it's just because I'd be sitting there like, do, trying to do this as as I'm talking and it takes away this. from the game or I got to rack up rich because sometimes I'll have to grab a piece of info to put it to to thread it into the narration whatever that may be and or you know something's mm -hmm. coming up or you know so I will literally look at rich and be like and he'll just start talking and then I gotta you know handle something something maybe something broke you know whatever it is yeah. and then you know we have these kind of like hand signals and stuff it's like if I need you to shut up because I got to get to a sponsor read or we got it or they're like, Maddie, we're out in 20, bro. Let's go. You know, like it's whatever it may be. Then I'll like squeeze your thigh. You know, I always <laughs> tell the dudes that dude, if you're sitting next to me, I'm like, hey, man, I'm not coming on to you. I'm just I'm going to be squeezing <laughs> your thigh. I need up. you to shut up. I need to talk. That means, that means like that literally just means finish your sentence. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going on about this or that and you feel the squeeze, you're like, yeah. And then I, and I say, it yeah, was great. Do okay. Yeah. And then yeah. Like, just so because because we got, you know, they're like 10, nine, you know, as I'm like counting it down squeezing the dude's thing because we got to get out because there's a two minute break and we got a, a, a bit to run whatever it's just it's chaos there's stress sometimes. going on up there and i think that's something that maybe you know a lot of people don't know if they're not from a production background is like it, there's a lot going on you know especially just being up in the booth there's a lot of different variables that are going on up there for the show to run smoothly and uh yeah so yeah. it you know you need you different, do different guys doing graphics different guys doing you know the telestrator uh, you know, different people just switching all the different cameras. Like hey, every man needs to have their job, just kind of like paintball. You know, you gotta do your job, and if you do your job, the whole program's gonna work out great. I got the and commentate one one semi pro match, so yeah, I kind of feel one fiftieth <laughs> of your pain, Maddie. I got the one semi pro match. 
Wh- who was it? Which what what was the uh, game? It was, was it good? Easy, I hope it was, it was a good one. Fear. It was okay. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> it was Missouri All Stars versus uh, a French team, and then um, BZ Fearless versus uh, I don't know who they were playing. He's already forgot. <laughs> yep, wouldn't have been that good. Fast. <laughs> it was it was not i'm just like all right these guys are just go run into the snake that's it all right well the reason the reason why i asked if it was good or not is because commentating gets a lot easier if it's a good yes. game yes um, if it's a bad game and when i mean bad i mean like boring yeah uh, where nothing much happens then you really have to stretch or if something breaks you yeah. got to stretch that's literally one of the things so you're in my ear so i have a i have a talk back button so i get, can talk to the production crew mm. um they can talk to me no one can hear that all goes well occasionally some <laughs> wires will get crossed and i'll get a text message and they'll be like we can hear the producer in here great um but uh but you know so that sometimes if whatever if if, if i have to it's literally just called stretch well mm-hmm. i just have yeah. to just no, make, yeah. just start as, just start to, as just, a camera off, i've given a, that just, signal to people yeah, <laughs> yeah but i just call it i just call it you know when i talk to people like when you know so rich has been doing it for a while if todd's you know, one of my best guys ever. I fucking love Todd uh, Martinez. He's amazing at it. You know, Nick, Sylvia, I've worked with Chris Osoya. We've had a lot of different guys, but the guys I've worked with a lot, they kind of know the ins and outs of it, the flow of it, how it works, what we're supposed to say and when, and, you know, the, it's a verbal tennis match, et cetera, et cetera. That's like a whole nother conversation. I could break that down. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, but when, when something breaks, you know, it's like if they're filling bunkers or we got to wait for whatever, I just turn it into a podcast. That's all. I, then my brain just goes podcast. Yeah, yeah, but I, but the producer will come on and be like, "Maddie, stretch, bro. Sorry, stretch. Maybe five <laughs> minutes. I don't know. I'll get back to you." And then sometimes they may be fixing something too. So now they're gone, and we're just on air You're live. Just, and I'm like, "Yeah, just hanging out, yeah, kind dude, of. So just rich. all right, let's, we're uh, the tail. Let's go and... back to point two. Let's break point two down a little yeah. bit. More. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have heard that one a couple times. Yeah, okay. you know. So because well, I mean, I, there's no choice. I can't just be yeah. like, guys, this is boring. Sorry, we're out. You know, like there's it, no commercial <laughs> button. Yeah, no, if if you right back. Yeah, I mean, and the production crew knows, hey, if, if you know, like if it, because, you know, we don't want to stretch too much and make it, you know, because yeah. again, at the end of the day, the, the ultimate, like everyone serves somebody, right? So when you're on a Tom Cruise movie, like everyone's there for Tom Cruise, uh, yes. because Tom, but Tom Cruise knows that he serves the audience, you know? So it's like, you know, with the people playing, us speaking, like I always try to, you know, I want to do the best job I possibly can because... This is about, you know, because I was a fan too. I was that kid that showed up to watch the game. You know, I used to have to, walk into the woods you know and leave the old dudes on navro and to go watch the ironman play and then they come find me like maddie what are you doing let's go dude we're the cars are leaving like we've been looking for you for 30 minutes i'm like in my head i'm like yeah i know but i wanted to watch the ironman play so um so you know it's we serve the audience so it's like i don't want them to be bored um so they know that if we can cut to a commercial but sometimes you can't bro sometimes you're just stuck and you got to just stretch well i think of some of the best examples of that if anyone's ever watched an f1 race uh the way their contracts work is they don't have any commercials during the race so if it goes to a red flag it's just live television so uh, they've there's been times they've had to fill an hour and a half of just find something to talk about (laughs) yeah and it's exactly what it is yeah no those are some great moments but Oh, continue. I'm sorry. Nah, it's but it's it's part of it, man. I mean, again, it's that's just kind of like a kind of part of the. It's it's very difficult when it's happening sometimes, and you got to just get through it. But uh, and do the best you can. Um, like if a game's going bad and you're losing six one, well, get out there and take your beatings, dude. You know, like it's, somebody's got <laughs> to go play the eighth quit. point. Yeah, the show must go on. So, uh, but uh, but then when you look back on it. 
um, some of the worst events we've ever had. Super muddy, things broke, whatever, just chaos is like, those are the ones I remember most after doing all these shows over the years. So, you know, but that's just life. Yeah, a little bit of type two fun. To, yeah, if it I does, you know, fun. as long as we made, like when you're climbing up the into the tower in a thunderstorm and you see a lightning strike like a mile down the road and we're not stopping, and I'm like, Mm. Okay, all right, here we go. Let's go. Let's end. We're three, just two, adding one. another welcome story back. to the book right now. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here at the uh, Texas Open, and I may be dying the next time. Yeah, just letting everybody know. It, it, but it's going to happen live, so let's get yeah. right into it. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. It, it's just uh, kind of nah. part of the kitchen jazz up. It's part of the fun. Well, for sure. Um, I, Maddie, I mean, we've used used you up for all your time tonight. I, I know you got to get back to your family, and I, I definitely appreciate it. You've stayed longer Thank than you, uh, than you said Seriously. you would. Um, pleasure. Definitely, we we appreciate it. Uh, there was you know some great things talked about on this quad podcast. Maybe some more stuff we got to go into because there was a couple topics and notes that I wasn't able to pick your brain about just yet. But uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Mid midway through the year, we'll get like a mid cap re uh, mid season recap with Maddie or something like that. That'd be awesome to do. Yeah, I and I just love the what you guys are doing. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just it, it's really cool because you know it, it it's I know, so, used to joke around. I'm like, hey boys, here's a dull machete and a dim torch. We've been trying to hack our way that way for a while. <laughs> if you guys feel like we need to go this way, go for it. But like, thank you guys for showing up here to help whack whack this uh you know this tunnel out of the darkness. Yeah, you're like I've been jungle. doing this with my back for 20 years, so I'm glad there's at least someone yeah, helping now. So I'm <laughs> you know, so I, I just I'm, I'm I'm always down to to do these shows so if you guys whenever you want me on if i can fit into the schedule i would be happy to come on talk shop there's always stuff to talk about i mean i always bring my notes and love you know <laughs> kind of breaking all this stuff down it is nice to you know i'm typically one asking the questions so it's nice to be asking some <laughs> questions i don't have to yeah. like quarterback the deal so that's always fun for me uh just kind of go yeah, with the man, flow just, see where it happens <laughs> yeah it's great but yeah good conversation thank you guys so much for having me on and uh and uh yeah keep the you know, keep hacking us in the direction of uh, making people give a shit because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, well, of course, man. Uh, we'll let you go. We are going to continue going on with uh, our show for just a little bit longer in the night. But uh, yeah, we will be right back with uh, you audience in just a few moments here. I also thought that it was pretty crazy. Like one thing that I kind of wanted to say, um, paintball is kind of like the, like the simulation, you know, that you can put yourself in where you're not really like at fucking death's door at war you know what i'm saying you know where it's like you can put that you can put these simulations together where it's like all right we're both at war at the same time at the same place well like, and oh this point i prevailed in, in this battle <clears throat> you're not that's kind of the thing i was saying with like the it allows you to do that safely yeah because it's exactly. like everyone knows that feeling of if you ever played a scenario or if you've ever played in the woods there's something so heart pounding about being in the woods with a gun and ammunition mm -hmm. against other people who are, have guns and ammunition and want to hurt you like it's... this has got to be like looked into like a study you know that feeling when obviously is that i've never been to war so i don't know if this happens at war but it definitely happens when i play hide and seek um whenever you guys are like you find a god tier hiding spot and you were like, dude, this is the greatest spot ever. They're never going to fucking find me. And then, dude, you just got to piss like a motherfucker. Like, what is that phenomenon? <laughs> dude, what I, is that? So I, we used to play uh, Manhunt in our, like, neighborhood way back in the day. And so literally yep. it would be, like, a whole neighborhood hide and seek. Yep. So it wasn't yeah, just, like, an area. Yep. Yeah, but similar thing probably. So literally it would be like, all right, get dressed in all black. <laughs> like, go find a hiding spot. And then there'd be, like, a team in a car that would be, like... Yep. Yep, trying to get everyone shit. dude That's yeah funny. so yeah different cult different names but same culture 
Same culture. Yeah, 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 we're from the same culture, you know. Yeah, same shit. Same shit. North Cal, so Central California stuff. But uh, no, dude, freaking yeah, we used to play that back in the day, and I I so totally remember that feeling where you'd like jump dude, into something, like, you'd like, be yes, hiding, you'd yes. be like, this is great. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, you're like, fuck, I gotta piss, bro. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Like, and then you're doing you the little, like... When you realize you're on, like, the roof of, like, a two-story building, and you're like, man, I, there's no room to piss up here. Dude, the, the other thing we used to do... Did you guys ever just, like, climbing shit? Like, was that ever yes, just a part of your life? I went through... Every, oh, yeah. every kid would do, like, a parkour I, dude, phase, you know? Well, parkour, but... So what my friend group would do is we would just Still go back to our high school and just climb the school. So we had, like, a really tall theater. And so, like, it was, like... I don't know, four or five stories tall, and we just climb that bitch, like team climb it. Like there'd be a section I remember in my head where it was like a really long wall that you had to pretty much scale up, and so we'd send up the best dude first, and then he'd do like the the hang down, you know, grab, pull you up. So it was like, dude, we were doing like Damn. video game cinematics trying to get up this uh this I feel you know, so theater bad building. For that one fat friend at the very bottom. Damn, that motherfucker's missing out on the view. Uh no, the last guy always up oh. was Brad. Uh, shout out Bradley Debalos, shout out bro. But uh, he he was the shortest, but he could jump the highest. So we could like dangle a dude down, and so he would just run, jump super high, and we just grab his arms and try to like pull him up. Dude, it was yeah. No, but like I don't know why that was just something every teenage dude loved to do. We just climb and like I see different climbed. shit. I don't know what it is with schools. But there, that's just the shit to climb, bro. I think it's just because you're not allowed to do it during, like, while you're there. True, but also, like, where else are we gonna climb? Like, I, we're not gonna climb people's homes. Like, I, I don't that's know. Like, that feels more. It feels more intrusive, kind of, right? It's not, like, like I'm gonna go, it's not like I'm gonna go into the city and climb like a fucking skyscraper or anything. You know, it's like there's no. Yeah. Like, school is like the perfect middle ground. You know. Have you seen that guy? <laughs> there's a dude on IG who's just straight up climbing buildings, and it's a crazy law because. So I figured this out. The reason he's allowed to do it is because buildings, they have to trespass you before they can uh, issue trespassing on you, if that oh, makes so sense. if it's your first warning, you're good. Exactly. And since he's climbing the building, they can't give him a warning him. until he's done. So as long as he doesn't <laughs> climb the same building twice, he legally cannot be fined for trespassing. I was like, that's, that's beautiful. That's crazy. That's <laughs> some shit right there. So yeah, that's, huh. I love that. That's Huh. I always I, wonder no. what kind of loopholes like that that I can get away with like every single day that you know. There are like, some good uh, loopholes out there in the world. Brandon, why don't you tell us about a couple of those as being a surgeon? Uh, <laughs> loopholes in surgery? What the fuck? Yeah, no. Do no, you give me like a new kidney or something? Like, no, what, what me, do I gotta me, do? Brando, what is, um, this, what is I, the scariest thing that's actually happened in like the OR that's like, that you've heard, maybe, maybe you've heard this through the grapevine, right? Maybe, obviously, it probably hasn't happened in your studio or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, operating um, room? <laughs> yep, right, yeah, operating theater. Yep. theater. It's a theater, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, honest question, Brandon, has anyone ever coded in front of you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it. It's fucking heart pounding. It's, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about adrenaline? Like, yeah. Dude, holy shit. It was wild. Or, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, what, what was that experience? A, I almost want to ask a way more insensitive question now. It, uh, it, hold on to that hatch. Are, <laughs> yeah, okay. hold on. Are, are we back? We are. Recording? We are. Yeah. Okay, I right, picked cool. the time code because uh -huh. we just started talking. I figured, yeah. I figured. Cool. Uh, yeah. It, it, how, that, how was that? It was, it was, oh, dude, it was. It was crazy. It was a. Uh, uh, it was fuck. We did. Have a, you have a, you ever talked through it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Okay. You know. Uh. I talked 
you know, a bit to Michelle about it. Um, like the next day, I, I remember after I'll tell you afterwards really quick and then I'll get into it. Uh, afterwards, I called her. I called Michelle. Didn't say much. And it was a 45 minute drive home at night. It was like seven, eight o'clock at night on the phone. And I didn't say much. I was just, and she was, all right, I'm going to, I was like, no, I, I don't really want to talk, but it's the presence, you know, I just, I presence. want you to be there. Yeah. 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 So it's like, uh, I can't be alone I'm, right I'm now. Getting, like, I don't know what to say, but I just know yeah. that I can't be alone. Like, this is weird. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. I just, I just want you there want you here and yeah got home and like i was just laying in bed just like fuck and then i i talked to my mom like a couple days later because she's been in in situations of, of people coding and you know doing Is she also CPR in medical and building, stuff. i'm guessing she she was yeah she was before she moved um uh but yeah and but what what had happened it was <clears throat> this patient uh broke her hip uh broke their hip um and so we had a, we were going to replace just half of the hip, not, not the whole hip, um, uh, called a hemi and orthopedic so surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just half of it. We're just going to make it metal and it's going to be great. And it's like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, so, so we were, what we did, we cut the head, the, uh, the, the head of the femur off and then, and then, uh, we were, we were putting a new femur in essentially. You know, and, and just came, you know, fixing out a leaf spring on a car, you know, same shit. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> Can yeah, you put yeah. another person's bone into another person's body and it'd be fine? Uh, uh, I don't think kind of ish. Like, would it reject you that? have my femur? Could you have my femur? I mean, yeah, hypothetically, sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's human. If uh, were the exact uh, same shit, like the exact same blood type, weight, all that stuff. Everything, yeah. Would, would you be able to just take my whole femur? Uh. Probably. I mean, it's not going to be like just you know. Pull, it's not a plug and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, but uh, probably. I mean, probably some, some, some pieces. Uh, you got to ask that. You got to ask, ask the, uh, your other doctor I'll ask. Yeah, Start I'll ask asking tomorrow. your surgeon very disturbing <laughs> and detailed questions Dude, and have him answer those. No, so the, like the, this, the, your silence on the car ride make makes me think, Brando. It makes me think like. Did, did you? Damn, I'm not even gonna fucking ask that. Never mind. Never what? fucking mind. What? Did you? Did you see the life leave their eyes? No, no. So they were knocked out, right? So well, yeah, they, you fucking die. They were asleep. Die. Well, all right. So so we put the femur in, or the, the implant in, and as uh, the surgeon's closing, uh, the anesthesiologist gets like a couple other anesthesia uh, anesthesia personnel in, and they they get a machine in, do an echo, and then start trying to um, start a central line, and you know, it, all of a sudden, like, did you understand the things you just said? Because he just went into doctor terms. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was yeah like, I, do, I do. got an echo central line. <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, no, yeah, you're just, good. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, he he tells the surgeon like, hey, we uh, she has no pulse. Like, you got to hurry up. And because we've hips we try to revive her now, not yeah. fix her. And yeah, I, I have never seen a surgeon close so fucking fast. <laughs> oh my god! And thankfully, I was with another another tech was in there uh, with years of experience. Um, and he he like immediately. It was my case, but he realizes the situation. I never Dad been in took that situation. Over, like kind of. He, oh he yeah, was like, he took over. He goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He steps in. He goes. Hey, 
this is what we're going to do. And as he's like getting everything situated, we're going to close really quick. You're going to keep everything sterile. We're going to help him then flip. And then we're going to start CPR. And I was like, fucking cool. Cool with me. <laughs> yes, dad. And <laughs> yeah, so we do that. He helps him close within I, what felt like two or three minutes. Um, Damn, that's quick. It was stupid ass. And uh, 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 dressed and everything. And then I move everything aside. And they, they rip the drapes down. Uh, I start pulling the, the positioner uh, off. And then we flip flip the patient on their back. And immediately, like, surgeon goes into uh, CPR and chest compressions. And, you know, they talk about how how much, how deep you have to go. And the body's going to recall. And it's one thing to see in the, the video. And the dummy doesn't off, obviously do, um, do it justice. It... They go crazy. Yes. Like yeah. seeing seeing the body be put through that was traumatizing, wild. honestly. Yeah. And and then 30 other people bust in through the doors with machines and like now everyone's <laughs> in a rotation to, to do chest compressions. And mm. um, we, we were we were getting the patient back, uh, did four rounds of CPR. You know, they get a heartbeat. She code get a heartbeat code and, you know, did it, did it several times and then got them stable enough that, um, they were able to transport them to the ICU. So like the last time I saw the patient alive, perfect, like cool, like scary situation. They're stable enough. It's, it's not like, all right, like they're going to live. It was just like stable enough to get them to where they need to be to, if anything else happens. Yeah, as and, long as, like, this isn't our problem anymore. <laughs> like, we've stemmed yeah. bleeding, kind of. Yeah. yeah, like, this is not where we're not. This isn't our ideal situation. You know, our work is done. Um, And, yeah, and then come to find out two days later, uh, yeah, she, they didn't make it that night. That night they, they passed away. And damn. it was like, damn, that's all right. It was a, uh, that was a lot. Yeah, so. All for a hip. Yeah, that was a lot. Half a hip. Dude, I mean, they weren't gonna walk with if we didn't do it, and yeah, yeah it was that bad. Point, fucking Gypsy Rose, my ass, put me in a wheelchair. Gypsy uh, Rose, it's so much. Nah, it, it's so much pain. But uh, I will. There, there was another case. I was in the hospital. I was in um that day. I was in the um the outpatient center, uh, like kind of in the basement, essentially. Okay. Oh, scary. And. Yeah, and uh, the main OR up on the second floor of the main hospital, uh, the main building, um, they were, the outpatient center was really slow, and instead of sending me home, they, uh, the main OR asked if there was, you know, extra techs that that could help go give breaks. Mm -hmm. So I go up there, um, and come to find out they have, like, all their extra techs that were scheduled to you know, to give breaks in a room where someone had a, a, a an emergency um, AAA, an abdominic, abdominic, uh, abdominal aortic aorta aneurysm, the AAA. You know, so nationwide big. was not on their side. <laughs> uh, you said AAA. I was trying to think of an insurance nah, company. Fuck. That's the best I could do. Because uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> all I know is, like, I asked you a question. And I'm like, oh, shit, we were 15 minutes deep. Oh, God. Um, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, that's it, it, it seems like a heavy ass fucking 
thing to deal with a little bit like yeah it can be yeah but that 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 patient it was you know i, I gave breaks and it was the triple a it, it's you know the the major the big major blood vessel like comes from your heart uh pump of blood all the way through your body and everything else branches out from that is your aorta and in your stomach or you know it, it's fuck. It's a big, it's a big blood vessel, and you get an aneurysm in there, and it bursts. Uh, you're you're dying in probably minutes. You know, uh, it, yeah. it's an emergency. Well, what it, it, is an aneurysm? Is that a pocket of air or no? So it, it's it's a weakened uh uh wall in in mm. your blood vessel. So like the muscle in your blood vessel probably breaks or or, or you know something that allows blood to get trapped it's like say a rubber hose and then that hose blows out on the side and and all your blood instead of going to your legs and shit is just going into you into you yep (laughs) and there's nothing to stop it and it's so big that it's pouring out yeah Um, god damn it's like that dude the 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 hockey guy who had to have his uh his yeah thing pinched uh what's the neck one the jugular it, right yeah uh yeah uh no but yes <laughs> okay uh, his carotid his carotid, carotid artery yeah, there we go yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah the no jug- the, yeah, the, the freaking because well, there there's the two stories there's the one recently of the dude who just got killed but there was a one mm-hmm. from like 10 years before that where the dude was the like a Chihuahua veteran and he was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna save you and he just ran on the ice and pinched this dude's <laughs> artery off yeah that's some badass yeah. shit but uh, uh I'll but, yeah, quick, what are you but, gonna say oh okay yeah. so sorry so here here hold on uh so i gave my breaks um then i come out uh from giving giving lunches to other techs i'm like hey am i good to go they're like hey actually that triple a um mca they didn't make it yeah. Uh, they didn't make it. Can you actually go get go relieve that tech that uh, that set up the case and did it, uh, so that she can kind of, you know, mellow out, take it all in. Yeah, you know. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. You know, I don't know. I never been in that situation either. So I walk in and I scrub them out, and first thing I notice is that anesthesia is not there. They're gone because they're no longer needed. And that was weird. It was like, damn, that's yeah. Because usually, because those are the world is still moving. They're needed somewhere. Yeah, no, I know, but that's that's because especially in surgery shit, like they're so vital. Because if you're knocking someone out, an anesthesiologist has to be there. So if you have a person who's unresponsive and there's not an anesthesiologist there, that's that's a that's a weird realization. They they are there to keep that patient alive, like. Patients no longer alive. Like they're no yeah. longer needed. Yeah, that's crazy. It was it was ominous, and then the the surgeon closing. It was like, you know, it was. It, I don't know. It was still putting resources in into a patient that is no longer with us. And then I remember taking the drapes down and like, that's a dead body. That's essentially just trying weird. to get it ready for the morgue at that point. Damn, dude. strangely yeah, for, enough, for the families to see and everything. Yeah, yeah. I had a really similar situation like that, uh, like not even that long ago. This is going to sound obviously fucking completely stupid compared to what you just went through, Brando. <laughs> but um, driving around, uh, I'm like, uh, me and my girlfriend were going back to her house, fucking squirrel in the road. <laughs> so I thought this was going to be a human. I was like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> no, so, squirrel, squirrels in the road. And I'm like, 
all right, well, I guess this bitch about to catch the fade, you know, go to go meet God. And I'm like, and I'm like getting a little closer to it. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is not moving. And then, uh, girlfriend gets out, goes to inspect it. And she goes, Oh, like, I think it was like hit by a car. Right. But no blood, no nothing. Right. So it's probably internally bleeding. So fucking rescued that guy and tried to nurture him back to health. But dude just died this morning. Yeah. Found out. Yeah. Fucking squirrel happened to did that the on wild animal. that's funny okay <laughs> lift hey i let him live what is that saturday sunday monday two three extra fucking days some extended care some extended yeah, yeah. so no i mean them. that's that's life there were cats there were cats circling like fucking vultures bro i'm not even kidding you bro <laughs> i get they want to eat that guy a peaceful, murderers, a peaceful bro. takeoff bro a peaceful takeoff dude have you guys seen the statistics like birds or cats legitimately shit, murder not even torture they legitimately murder more like birds insects small rodents than like any other animal it's crazy it's like they it's billions a year i want to say was the number that i heard it was like one point something Jesus. billion a year of those type of animals that a common household cat kills those things it's are murderers, bro. <laughs> yeah, just living uh, in your house. The, honestly, bro, I feel like you think so the, the, the stray ones, bro. Loki, those motherfuckers are pets, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. Stray they can cats? be, yeah. Damn near in invasive. House, coming up near my house and shitting on my stuff. Like, what the fuck? About to catch the fucking paintball bright shell. You know what I'm saying? This is this is some uh, central central uh, valley stuff because yeah no I I don't have random stray cats walking up to my home in the middle of the night. We we've had one come in our house. In the middle like, of the yeah. house. Like yeah yeah uh, top of the stairs is like what the fuck are you doing in here? What the fuck? You're like yeah, the trespasser, dude. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Or, I'm like I'm like I, I, I that over. Dude, I, I got to be careful when I load the the paintball stuff in the in my car because I leave the garage door open. Uh, to pack everything in, and you're crazy. You know, there's bro. some that, you know, yeah, some come come looking in, and I've trapped some in there on accident. Yeah, I heard Michelle's mom walks in, just, and just a little cat walking around. Damn. Two oh nine type shit, bro. Two oh nine. Shout out two oh nine. But yeah, guys. Guy, I mean, damn. Okay. Well, I didn't know we were gonna get all that, Brando. That was that was beautiful. That was a lovely way to end the show. Talk about more mental trauma. And this is why no, this is why when when you stub your toe at the field field Brandon doesn't give a single fuck because he's just right. like I've I've seen worse kid you're, you're gonna survive absolutely not you'll be fine here's some tape His either tape or scissors whatever tape or yeah. scissors <laughs> yeah. like that's about the best like maybe hate a scalpel that's isn't that no, oh, shit. I mean oh my light died yeah we'll either splint it or cut it off you're, but you'll be okay. You'll survive. Good You'll survive. Uh, good well, and I think that's good timing because, as I just said, my fucking light turned off. So I think it's my equipment's telling me we gotta we gotta wrap the show up, boys. Um, that was amazing. Uh, we, we had Maddie fucking Marshall on. That was crazy. Um, ten year old ten year old me would never believe how far. Was anyone I, else nervous? I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I was nervous as fuck. For sure. Yeah. I, bro, I had to put on deodorant before we started recording. I was like, dude, I'm <laughs> I'm fucking sweating my ass off, bro. <laughs> Fucking meeting at Maddie Marshall. Look, let's let's just be real with everyone out there. It was yeah, that was scary, but at the same I'm time, not, dude, that I'm was not, fucking no, awesome. I have no shame to it, dude. I have no shame to it. Like, it's ten year old me would never would have expected that. Where I'm in a I'm in a call bullshitting with Maddie Marshall for an hour and a half. You know, obviously not even awesome. bullshitting, talking about serious stuff a lot of the times. But I mean, the bullshitting came after. 
subscribe to Patreon for, for exclusive content. But um yeah, that was like uh something I've never experienced. That was like a different that was like a different type of high where I was, I was like I was talking to my my idol that I saw growing up. You know, yeah. so that was cool. Yeah, a lot yeah. I, I don't even know what to say because like I at some point I was just like, I'm just gonna let Maddie talk and this is gonna be his episode of the podcast, and then we're gonna come back next week <laughs> and we're gonna talk. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, what what I'm do you say, Brendan? I think it was getting it. cut up. Me? Yeah, what did uh, you say? Were you trying to say something? I think the internet was breaking no, up or something no. like that. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No, I wasn't saying. Uh, I. Yes. It was cool. It it was awesome. It was. It it was as I expected, but yet. It, yeah, it was. Just, yeah, when, I was nervous too. Because <laughs> you, know, you you said before that like he's one of the guys that just you point him in a direction, you wind him up, and let him go, and. For sure, like uh, that—that's what you do. That—that's what we did, and <laughs> it was great. <clears throat> but still, it was like I—it's uh, still it's, it's Manny Marshall, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you. Uh, I mean, yeah, you sum up the kind of the uh, the feelings of excitement and nervousness and all that. Yeah, it was a lot, but uh, we got through it, boys. That was episode seventy-six of from the sidelines. Uh, we got to do a couple more things before we get out of here. Uh, we need a cool guy of the week, Brando, and then <laughs> some well-branded pulls that up. We're going to go to hash for a code word of the week. Oh, we're hitting it right now? Yeah, might as well hit it right now because he still needs this cool guy of the week. He's pulling oh, one up. All right. Well, I, he- I heard Maddie Marshall say it and instantly made me think of it. Good intentions, right? That's like your, when he was talking about the way how, uh, like, even though some people think people in the paintball industry are kind of selfish right but tom cole like tom cole really does he has great intentions for like the league and everything like that in the end game right and i like the way he put so, that because he was exactly, there during I the time the well and he because he was there during the time when we you know like we said we threw the money on the fire and it was great but you know those are the guys who are surviving out of that and are like okay how do we make this so that way like maybe someday our kids could be playing in this league like how, how did how do we have it the most yeah and and I mean, yeah, they're like, like we always say, I, I will disagree with Tom, but I, I don't hate Tom. I very much appreciate him. I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he's, you know, at least trying and look, we're going to disagree on things, but at the end of the day, someone's got to be in that seat, you know, like, so someone's got to take the flack. If we want, if we want paintball to be successful, somebody has to be in that seat. Yeah. And I'm glad it's not me. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to be that. Thank God it's not me. (laughs) Dude, Hatch, if you had Tom Cole's job, this league would just be... It'd be a mullet mandatory league. Honestly, it'd be it'd be rigged for teams with mullets for sure. <laughs> Lastro's Lastro's all of a sudden like winning D two championships with Oni. It's like, wait, what? What's going on down there? Austin Oni beats Dynasty World Cup Finals twenty twenty four. Holy shit! It's like it's the mullets. It's actually it's what does it all. Thanks to our new commish, yeah. Stephen Hatch. Plus. uh Plus five speed, you know, with the mustache included, you know what I'm saying? Dude, plus five speed. Plus five accuracy. All right. Well, uh, code code word of the week. Give us it one more time. What was the, the phrase that we are using? Good intentions. Good intentions. It's kind of like good vibrations. Similar. Yeah. Have we stretched for long enough for you, Brando? See? See what I did there? See what I did there? So, yeah. So, um, saw this earlier today, actually. I was like, oh, this is this is cool. Uh, kind of harps back on my my little childhood, but uh, 
Dude, this this thirteen year old, uh, Willis Gibson's Gibson, um, Willis Gibson, uh, I guess became the the first person to actually oh, be, be Tetris. Tetris. Okay, yeah, Tetris. yeah, I knew we were I going with that. that. Yeah, you see this? You see this? Yeah, you heard about this? Yeah, it, it, it fucking yeah. froze, and the kids like, oh my god, oh my oh god, my god. freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, I would but, too, bro. That's an insane accomplishment. Yeah, it, I remember sitting yeah, down and. and Playing a bit for me, you know, because I wasn't never as good as like my parents. Um, but seeing them just go on and on and on, it was like that and Pac-Man. I remember them just playing that for for a long time. But Tetris, it was just like I didn't know. You, I I didn't know you could beat that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's really fucking well, hard. He, I guess, he didn't cause... like. I think a good way to say it, he didn't technically beat the game. Like there is no ending. He kill screened the game, which for NES games back in the day, they could only have a certain amount of RAM because they were just, mm-hmm. you know, super basic technology. And so essentially they would only code in a certain amount of levels. And so if you beat those levels, it just there's no more code and it just crashes yeah, the game. It crashes. And so that's no human has ever done that. They they've had like uh tasks, so AI and like tool assisted stuff have been able to do it before. But I mean, yeah, shout out uh, one more time. What was his name? Willis Gibson. Willis Gibson. Willis Gibson, dude. Shout out, Willis buddy. Willis Gibson. You're the dude, FTS cool guy of the week. That's pretty pretty dope. Well, it's a big title <laughs> big deal <All laughs> that's right. what i'm saying so, yeah we're like the golden gloves yeah. you know wear it with pride um we only hand out 52 look, of these a year night it came out that game came out in 1984 so that's a today that's incalculable we can't do the math in- i have no i have no clue how many years that is until today how many at least two i don't know it's 20 um, 40 something like that <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here, guys. I uh, I gotta give you the rundown stuff. I give you the rundown on every week. Go ahead, rate the show. I mean, come on, guys. We had Maddie fucking Marshall on. Just rate the show. Give us five stars. We're trying. All right. We had Ronnie. Now we had Maddie. Then we had you know Scott and the boys. We're we're getting great guests. We're trying to get great content out for you guys. The least that yeah, you guys can week. do, the least you guys can do to help us out is uh, just drop a five star rating or subscription on any of the platforms that you listed this on. It really does help uh, the metrics and the algorithm is able to push us up. So uh, yeah, just go do it real quick. It's free. That's what we say every week. It's free. There's no money that you have to spend to do that and help us out and support the show. So we'd appreciate that. Uh, yes, that is another thing I was going to mention later, but before we get to that, I got to talk about the Patreon. So head over to there at patreon.com slash mafia underscore productions. Uh, you guys might get some bonus content this week. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do with that, but, uh, yeah, so head over there. Go join, be a fan, be a member. Uh, if you get signed up over there, uh, you get access to all of these shows early. You get access to all the shows without uh, ads placed in them and uh, as well as some bonus content and some other things. I'm Giveaways. I'm losing my mind over here. I can't I can't speak words good anymore. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a great thing. You're, you're going to get a lot of free content or a lot of bonus content over there. And uh, yeah, it's a great place to go get signed up. So go ahead over to patreon.com slash mafia underscore productions mafia underscore productions over there at patreon uh head over to the merch website that was the next thing i was going to mention because we actually have a very special new item that's dropping today the stabbers don't get stabbed line uh the logo that you've seen over hatches frame on screen for quite a while is finally uh yeah it's finally a real we thing we did it boys so head over to xxpthelabel.com. The uh, link's going to be down below in the description. Uh, go grab them for yourself. Uh, rock the, you know, the stabbers don't get stabbed mantra that Hatch and I would say Hatch, but 
a little bit of AK, you know, harken back to the dude who helped start the whole show. You know, he he helped out a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a homegrown Love thing, and I'm glad that we were able to brand that and get a little piece of merchandise for that. So check that out over to XXP the label one more time. Uh, we also have our three sponsors we got to talk about. We got to mention them real quick: Nectar Energy, NECTR slash or NECTR dot Energy. Their URL always gets me confused, but head over to NECTR dot energy uh use code mafia productions over there you're gonna get uh buy two get one free offer with free shipping so hey if you want to try out a couple of their flavors they'll be they'll throw another one in that you can try out as well for free so uh love them appreciate our boys down there they're keeping us uh energized and boosted up with uh, some great products over there nicotine free no tobacco none of that stuff in it just caffeine and neurotropics Thank you to the boys over at Nectar. Uh, we also got to talk about Liquid IV, liquidiv.com, uh, L-I-Q-U-I-D, IV. Uh, if you don't know how to spell that, then I I can't help you. Uh, but head over to liquidiv.com, use code mafia underscore Moffitt to get 20% off and free shipping. Good job finishing Gore's brand, and he is definitely hydrated for whatever the hell he does the rest of his night. Um, but he's he's ready to go. Uh, which, which What like, great flavor did you have tonight? Was it a strawberry or a golden cherry? Golden cherry, bro. Oh, golden cherry. I knew I it was a golden go, cherry. Yeah. Is that Come the strawberry on. bag next to you, though? That one looks... Yes, this is this is Michelle's. Yes. See, I, see, my eyes I did, did pick up a, a strawberry. I, I know, you know, when it comes to liquid IV products, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but we do love them over there. They help keep us hydrated on the show and all of our... Uh, days out at the field so yeah check them out liquidiv.com or liquidiv.com he's promo code mafia underscore moffat save some money get some free shipping we appreciate them last but definitely not least weltsclothing.com head over to there uh you're gonna get some stuff it's it, it may get you know seized in new york but it'll it'll come to you eventually no. and um we can't fully tell that story but uh head over to welts clothing we appreciate them uh their support they've come on the show uh we've yeah it's it's been great and yeah getting ready to go into this ne- uh kind of new year with them uh hopefully we're gonna have some uh some brand collabs and stuff going on with them as well but yeah love, we love them we appreciate them shout out to wealth's clothing use code fts save yourself some money over there f t s three letters it's simple it's easy go do it um all right boys well that was all of my big boy uh big boy things we talked about the the new shirt so make sure you guys go pick up one of those because that uh that would be great uh look yeah look good i don't know come come up to us say hi these boys won't say anything so i'm just trying whoa, to come up whoa, whoa, with uh whoa. with shirt shit i don't know <laughs> i'm stretching okay this is what i'm doing thank you brandon um but yeah i mean uh yeah guys that's uh that that's the show and uh we did it and it was a podcast and so i'm glad uh Let's thank you for ahead. thank you for tuning in thank you for checking it out um i mean we're, we're gonna be back here next week we're, we're here every single fucking week we have been for 76 and we're gonna be for 76 more so yeah. now we're locked in we at least have to do 76 yep. more weeks boys <laughs> that's yep. how it goes i'm not i'm not All moving right. i'm staying right here so, except for when you get guys. your new house and you finally get a, a pc and you can you can play games exactly that's after yeah. the next 76 episodes <laughs> God damn, we're damn. locking ourselves in for a long time. <laughs> All right, boys, let's uh let's fucking end this shit. Hatch, bring us on home, man. Bye. We'll see you guys on the next one.